Welcome to The Machine, everyone. I am your host, Mario, here with my co-host, Jeff Rowe. Journey with us as we adventure into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. Hello and welcome back to The Machine, everybody. Uh, it's, uh, it hasn't been too long, Jeff Rowe. We're trying to get these episodes out. We just put out a four and a half long episode uh, last episode, so because you know our, our fans have been waiting. Uh, we got a special guest here. On this episode, we both have been very, very excited to do this. Uh, I've been in talks with, uh, I don't know if it's your agent or, or whatever. Uh, your name is Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, uh, can we use your last name? Is that okay? Yeah, totally. Brandon Joe Williams. I use my middle name too because Brandon Damn. Williams is like 8 trillion Brandon Williams. Right. So, uh, Brandon, you're on this podcast episode with us. It's something that uh, Jeffro and I have definitely been looking into a lot of the things that you're You've been into, and uh, it kind of took me by surprise when I got a, an email uh, asking, you know, what I would think about doing an episode with you. So when we started looking into the stuff that you were you were into and you were doing, I thought definitely this is something we have to do. This is definitely something we have to do. So it, it's just you know, again, our schedules. Uh, my co-host here, Jeffro, he's a truck driver, so that can be challenging. Um, I'm in sales. Yeah, outside sales and things like that. So that could be challenging for me and getting our schedules to line up. So uh, I do want to apologize to you for taking so long, but here we are. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, totally. And uh, on a side note, I do sales and I have tons and tons and tons of truck drivers uh, asking me questions about all this stuff. So it's it's definitely a, a huge interest in that, in that arena. Um, what I do is I basically uh, dig to the law. And I find all sorts of aspects of the law and the skeletal structure of law. I find all the secret definitions to all the words that they're using in all of these laws that we're not aware of that change what the laws actually are telling you. And then I melt the whole thing down into basically a uh, teenage idiot level uh, and make it hilarious and fun with jokes, sexual jokes and complete basically mental retardation i put it all in a blender mix it up and then i add singing to it and all sorts of other crazy shit and basically it's exploded internationally to an absolutely insane level uh all of the time i have a free contract killer course where i teach you how to kill all your contracts uh everything from your connection with the federal corporation known as the District of Columbia, uh, you even uh, you can live in California and you legally on paper don't live in the United States. I don't live in the United States. So um, I teach you how to disconnect completely from the matrix, from the machine. I don't know if that's what you're referring to, uh, the name of your podcast. I was listening to one of your shows just before we came on here just to get a flavor for it. But um, basically, it's it's the exact legal process and it's the exact legal definitions and it's the exact forms and it's the exact mentality and the exact dictionary definitions that have to be cleaned up in order to actually do that i don't do much with theories i pretty much keep all my theories to myself i'm doing like a million different experimental projects right now once i sort out some line like for example we're getting a car car loans discharged right now uh if you go on any of my social medias you'll see all these different titles everywhere and people holding up their titles and they're all super happy we're we're discharging car loans 
So we basically get clean titles from the uh, from the the lender, and we 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 don't pay a dime. It's just through legal process. So um, we're working on mortgages. We're going to be start discharging mortgages. I've discharged uh, two hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. Uh, that's just tip of the iceberg. But basically, um, I'm I'm breaking all this down. We have a very huge. Uh, fan base, very huge audience. Now it's starting to become more of like an experimental group. We have tons and tons of people that are branching off. I have one group that's doing mortgage discharge. I have a ton of people doing car discharge. We have uh, status correction, uh, disconnecting as a U.S. citizen groups. That's, you know, for that we have, uh, uh, I build trusts, private trusts for people, how to structure yourself in business so you never have to file a tax return ever again legally. Um, yeah, the list just goes on and on and on, but basically, uh, that is a, a rough outline of what I do and I make it really, really fun and simple. And, um, a lot of the people who are in this space, they're teaching. It's very, very serious. It's very, very like almost kind of angry. People are angry, you know, and I get that and I'm trying I'm trying so, so hard in everything that I do. And I mention it constantly all through my website, all through my course, I I want to make this fun, exciting, uh, easy, not fearful, no vengeance. Like you just do whatever you want to do. You teach your friends. You're having a blast. You're getting free cars. Nobody gives a fuck. We're just having a big, amazing party. And if anybody comes into that party and wants to fuck around with our party and our fun, I just kick them out. And that's basically how I do it. I mean, it's that it sounds it does sound amazing. It sounds like total freedom is what we're, you know, and something that Jeffrey and I consistently discusses, you know, we weren't meant to, to be, you know, slaves, you know, this, this wasn't what we were meant to be. And, uh, I, I like the, uh, the connection that you made there with the, the title of the podcast being the machine, which was one of the reasons why, you know, when, whenever we started this, this podcast, it was supposed to be, and it is, it is conspiracy theories and the unexplained because to me, and uh, I don't know about Jeffrey, but I know to me, there's a very fine line between theory, you know, conspiracy theory and, cons- you know, conspiracy fact, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when uh, I, whenever I was thinking of the title, I thought, you know, the machine, I thought the machine, because everybody's like a cog in the machine, right? Everybody's a wheel in that machine. Uh, It's, it's, it's a little different than that uh just from my perspective i'll i'll explain so mm-hmm. i've realized actually recently okay like okay for example there's a there if you work for an employer okay uh do you work for an employer yes uh, sir. you do so both both you guys uh well actually the truck driving one that's a little bit more complicated i'm pretty sure you can do it but basically there's a tax form called the w8ben form okay and all you do is you just fill it out a certain way i teach you how on my free course it takes you five minutes you turn it into your employer and then boom you don't pay any more federal income tax you don't pay any more state tax there's more steps to it than that you have to you have to disconnect from the irs using another form that i teach you how to fill out it takes another five minutes very very easy uh you mail that one in and then there's a special passport that you really should go and and do that as well and then you're kind of fully disconnected it's like a one two three punch but the w8ben form is a, a super super easy way for you to uh immediately stop paying uh federal and state income taxes uh wait did i just hear you correctly there's a way for me to stop paying federal and state taxes 
tomorrow with no tomorrow. with no money it'll cost you no money and it'll take about 10 minutes of your time yes okay and it's all legal so now, what we've been doing what we've been doing is originally we thought because I'm, I'm going back to this idea of the machine originally i thought the irs was going to be a problem okay and i was i was kind of ready in the back of my head like hey, you know this is going to be a fight blah 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 the more I worked with the IRS, the more I realized that they are literally just a completely unthinking machine. People are so angry about the IRS. The IRS is just a computer. So as long as you learn how the, how the computer is programmed, you don't have to fear the IRS anymore. So now at this point, what's happening is, is that uh, the people that we have that are filling out W-8-B-E-Ns and submitting them, these businesses and these payroll companies are going fucking apeshit. So what we're doing is we're calling the IRS and using the IRS as a policing arm and having the IRS call the employer and strong arm the employer to accepting the WABEN form. And we are being very successful with this. So the IRS will help you to never, ever pay any taxes ever again legally. Wow. So, ne so now we're at this new level where we find out that the IRS is actually our friend. They're just a computer. If you type in the right numbers and the right digits, then they're on your side. And if you don't, then they'll kill you. That's basically the simple as that, right? So uh, we, we're finding out now that the biggest enemy we have is actually these giant payroll companies like Paychex. Paychex is fucking pissed, man. They're getting hit from all different directions because of us. And they are in serious fucking trouble. And like I said on my, on my social media, I already said, hey, if anybody from Paychex or any of these payroll companies hears anything that I'm doing, they can contact me. I will do a free consultation with them to help them sort out how how they're going to survive this or how they can shift their services. Because if they don't, they will be obliterated in the next like year or two, I promise. So uh, I don't want to create a war with uh, payroll companies. I, I really, really don't. And normally I charge $2,500 an hour for my personal time. I will, I will waive that fee for any uh, payroll company that does want to contact me in an effort to try and... Uh, you know, change their services so that way they don't get obliterated by what we're doing because I, I'm not trying to create an enemy with the payroll companies. So I do want to make that clear. But basically the machine part is that the IRS and the government and the payroll or the um the um passport office and all these different places, people are like, oh they're never gonna let you do this and oh and this and oh and that as if these fucking things have minds and intention they don't they're just machines you plug in a w-a-b-e-n and you fill it out in a certain way and boom they take they change your master tax file to non-taxpayer they just do it they're not gonna like sound the fucking trumpets and and let everybody know and send you a fucking letter that says oh my god we're so happy for you to never pay taxes again you're you're so awesome tell all your friends and let's get you know they're not gonna do that but they'll quietly and 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 calmly uh, change your shit. It's not that fucking hard. So, so what I'm hearing for you is it seems to be more of an issue uh, or a struggle, we'll say, between you know getting this done and uh, getting it done through payroll. So, like as an example, so like if uh, if an employer were to use a payroll uh, company, we'll say like Paylocity, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very popular one. Mm -hmm. So that's where you're seeing where the issue is. It's not so much with the employer. It's not so much with the IRS or anything like that. It's with the payroll company. 
the employer is a hit or miss. Uh, I don't know how much you guys know about treasury areas for most businesses, but holy shit, these people are fucking dumb. I'm sorry if people are listening to this and they're in treasury areas. From my experience, most bookkeepers and accountants uh, don't know uh, their ass from a glory hole in the wall, honestly. Um, so the thing is, these bookkeepers, if they see anything that's not like a simple run-of-the-mill bullshit form that everyone fills out, and there's like 8 million different forms that no one's ever seen, including accountants, uh, if they see anything that's outside of their like one or two forms they're used to seeing, they just like freak out and think that everybody's going to get shot or arrested. Because they're fucking idiots. Okay. So basically, uh, it's a hit or miss with the employers, right? We've had a lot of different types of experiences when it comes to employers and stuff like that. The the only area where we've had the IRS personally call and the IRS wasn't able to handle the person and they still told us to go fuck ourselves is the payroll companies, the big ones, the billion dollar ones, right? uh paychecks specifically okay now the the situation is pretty amazing because when you file a w8ben your employer is going to file a w8bene form okay now once they file the w8bene form uh they no longer have to match any of your taxes so the employee makes more money legally keeps all their shit and the employer legally keeps their money everyone wins right uh and you say well the irs doesn't win yeah well the thing is is that taxation is only like less than one percent of all the money that our country operates on the irs doesn't give a flying fuck honestly they just don't all they care about is for whatever reason they just care about their codes that things are done properly that things are done correctly they don't care about how much money they make they really don't they're they are a fucking machine they don't think like that. Okay. So so when you when you learn how the machine works and you plug in the WABEN and you plug in another form, if you're self-employed and you're not an employee, you need to do it if you're an employee or if you're self-employed. But if you're self-employed, you don't need to do the WABEN. You do another form called a form 56. And I teach you how to uh basically there's something called uh, an election. Okay, so what happens is, is that long story, very, very short. The first time you file the W-9 form, uh, you elected to be treated as though you live inside the District of Columbia. I know that sounds fucking insane. That's that's how it works. Okay, you file something. They tell you how to file this shit. This is not some weird made up psycho shit that we're doing. They tell you how to revoke that election and they call it a revocation of election. Okay. You can file a form 56. And what you're doing is when you file that form, it's a very confusing form. I teach you how to fill it all out in my free course. You're revoking your election to be treated as though you live in Washington, DC. Once you handle that election, you no longer have a tax liability. The only tax liability you have after that point is if you're doing business with the District of Columbia. So if you're a defense contractor, you have to fill out a different form. It's called a non-resident alien 1040 NR form. And you would only pay taxes on the money that you, you make that's profit from your business dealings in the District of Columbia. You can get out of that too, but... I'm just 
uh, there's a lot to go over. It's all on the course, but basically uh, you don't have to pay that either really at the end of the day, but I'm just explaining kind of the big picture on how all of this works, right? So what you're doing is you're telling the IRS, basically, I don't live in the District of Columbia anymore. And then they say, okay, uh, revocation of election. All you do is just fill out this form 56 in a certain way. Uh, you just mail it in and then boom, you're done. You 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 don't have to ever pay. So the WABEN goes to your employer. The form 56 goes to the IRS. Takes about five, 10 minutes to fill out each individual form. The WABEN does not go to the IRS. It goes specifically and only to your employer and the employer keeps it on file. They don't even mail it to the IRS themselves. They file the WABEN, which I think that one goes to the IRS. And then the form 56, you mail yourself into the IRS and then you mail it certified mail. And then once they sign for it, that's it. You're done. Your your election to be treated as though you live in Washington, D.C. is revoked. And then at that point, you no longer have a tax liability. So you don't even need to file taxes anymore at all. Yeah, real quick, Brandon, how I came about your information was um, about a month before your representation reached out to us. I was actually exposed to some David Strait videos on YouTube. And at that moment, my mind was blown because a lot of the information that he was presenting, I, I at the time couldn't even believe it was real. And then serendipitously, just like I said, it was what, Mario, maybe a month after we shared those videos between you and I, you're, you guys reached out to us. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe this is even happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, David Strait's been doing this shit for a long time. I mean, he's, right, been, right. he's been in the public eye since, I don't know, the 90s, early 2000s. Um, right. And when I first came across his information, I hadn't heard anybody else talk about this. So I was really hesitant to go ahead and, and latch on to some of the stuff that he was saying. And then whenever you I were exposed to us, I was like, OK, well, here's another source. Right. And then I watched some of your videos and you also spoke of a Christopher Hauser. So I started watching those videos. So I'm, I'm into a lot of these videos. I'm actually doing your killer contract course. I'm on video four right now. Oh, beautiful. And so, dude, I'm. I'm kind of a big fan of yours, so I'm my fanboy out oh, here. Thank you very much. Thank you very but, much. Uh, yeah, and and I'm I'm trying to hold myself back because obviously our audience isn't aware of a lot of this stuff, so I don't want to be talking inside baseball and talk over their heads. But uh, no, no, I I've been on so many shows and I've done so many things that I I I'm able to take very complicated questions and 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 that's that's really what that's why I, I I'm blowing up right now because I'm very good at taking all of it and diluting it down to to I mean I could I could being on these shows really has 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 forced me to flex the muscle of being able to translate this stuff into extremely non legalese type right. explanations. And that's what's um, so great about your videos is that you're able to do that. So uh just real quick for the audience, what we're really talking about here is making everybody realize that currently under the current status that they live under, they don't even really understand their true power. And they're right now as U.S. citizens, which we've always been told growing up, whether whatever it is that we apply for, whether it's our license or anything else, we're like, just check the box. And it's one of those things where, well, why do we do that? We don't even ask a question. It's the answer is usually, well, that's how we do it. And it's almost seems like that was something that was, forcefully done so that we are kept into the dark and and what these programs and these videos are doing that you're sharing is hey listen there there's a whole nother spectrum or a whole nother 
level to everything that's going on. And if you guys aren't aware of it, they're just going to keep abusing the majority of people without us even having any idea. And that's kind of what you're exposing here. Yeah. Yeah. They basically, the, the way the whole system is set up is they use very tricky terminology to get you to voluntarily go into their system and voluntarily give away all of your rights and voluntarily pay taxes. Okay. It's, it's actually a completely voluntary system. It's not voluntary once you volunteer, but it is voluntary to get out of volunteering and it is volunteer to actually volunteer in the first place. A little bit complicated, but basically a you. So, so there's two areas in the United States code and um, the, the, the first one, this is an audio. So I'll, I'll, I'll describe this slowly. So if you go to Google and you type in 28 space USC space 3002 and push enter and then pull up uh, uh, Cornell Law and you scroll down to subsection 15, it'll say, um, I have this all memorized, it'll say the definition of the term United States and definition A is a federal corporation. That is the that is the definition of the term United States. And then you go to Google again and you type in uh, USC stands for United States Code, by the way. And the second one you're going to type in is UCC, which stands for Uniform Commercial Code. You're going to type UCC space 9-307. Hit enter. Go to Cornell Law. You're going to scroll down to Section H. Section H says uh, the location of United States, and then it'll say United States is located in the District of Columbia. Okay, so so the term United States, the definition of that term means an unknown, undisclosed location located inside of the District of Columbia. We don't know where in the District of Columbia but it's somewhere inside the District of Columbia. So U.S. citizen is someone who is voluntarily stating under penalty of perjury that they live in some area that's within the jurisdiction of Washington, D.C. And then the word citizen means that they are, are giving dominion and power to the District of Columbia in exchange for the protections of their rights for being in the District of Columbia. But the problem with that is, as per Supreme Court, U.S. versus Valentine, which is a, some case law I have right here, uh, this Supreme Court says the only absolute and unqualified right of a United States citizen is to residence within the territorial boundaries of the United States. So the only right you have as a U.S. citizen is to be a resident inside the District of Columbia. Every other thing that people think they have a right to is actually called a privilege. Privileges can be taken whenever they want. They don't need an excuse. They don't need any uh, anything. That's why the courts are so fucked up. So when you are a U.S. citizen, your only right that you have is to enter and exit the District of Columbia. That's it. 
When you right, leave so. the District of Columbia as a U.S. citizen, per law, you're, you're basically kind of like a stateless nomad. You don't really have any rights. You're, you're not really anywhere. You're not even really. It's, it's kind of weird, right? So, so what you do is you change your status with through the passport system and through everything else. And you, you're going to change your status to a non-citizen state national. And they teach you how to do it. They're not even like, they don't even hide it. They don't, they don't like, they're not like out there doing paid ads on Google about it, but it's all in the United States code. You can look up all the shit. It's all right there. It's all in black and white. Okay. When you do that, now you move back to the state in which you actually live in. So for example, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm legally what's called a Californian as per their, that's their terminology, right? So as a Californian, I regain all of my human rights. I don't have privileges anymore, right? Now, I I probably, I don't know if I'm allowed to go into Washington, D.C. I don't know, because that's what a U.S. citizen can do. Is that what a state, is that what a state national can do? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going there. So the bottom line is, uh, as a Californian, I regain all of my constitutional rights, the Bill of Rights. I can carry whatever firearm I want. I don't need a license. Uh, I don't need a license to drive. Um, I don't need a license to get married, which is pathetic. Uh, I don't need a hunting license, a fishing license. I can't get pulled over for anything. I can't get speeding tickets. Um, they can't take me to tax court. Uh, I don't have a tax liability. Um, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. So if I understand this correctly, and this is uh, derived from a bunch of different information from not just yourself, but everybody else. Uh, anytime you label yourself a U.S. citizen, uh, city being C-I-T-I, municipality, Zen, uh, somewhat of a slave state, and then ship, the vessel. Uh, we haven't gotten into the vessel stuff yet. But basically, you're an employee of the corporation of the United States. So as an employee, you have to do – and say and, and do whatever it is basically the United States government tells you to do since you've lost your sovereignty or your ability to be a state national. Um, going back to some of the previous stuff that we've dealt with as a country here in the last few years, people talk about freedom of speech. People talk about the Second Amendment, having the right to bear arms, uh, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, all these things that you you hear a lot of people claim that they have right to. Any If you've voluntarily considered yourself a U.S. citizen, what most public don't know is that you don't have any of those rights at all. Is that accurate? I mean, we we have no rights whatsoever because we're employees of the corporation of the United States. Yeah. And they, what, what they do is they, they play that card when they, when they need to, and then they don't play it a lot because they don't want people catching on to all of this. So if, Basically, they're they're not always going to play that card. That's why you do see some things going to the courts that are someone's a U.S. citizen, but they're they're allowing their their constitutional rights because they they don't want to play this card too much. Because if they play the card too much, then uh, it, it, people are going to find out about it and freak out and get pissed, right? But when, when you actually change your status, you, you don't even need you. You literally, if they if you get a summons to a court, you just mail it back and just say like, no, literally, it just disappears. Like, I'm not kidding. Right. They, right. They can't even they, they there's actually a section in the United States code that talks about jurisdiction of courts 
and and they don't have jurisdiction over you unless you willingly show up basically right and there's a way that you can actually go to court and like you're seeing in the chris hauser videos you can actually um you can actually show up to court as a foreigner it's called it's called a special appearance okay so you can actually show up to a court with special appearance but the real truth is you just don't even need to go the only the only reason you would need to go to a courtroom for any reason is a you're suing someone and you would like to submit yourself to the jurisdiction of the courtroom in order to try to get some sort of remedy from this other person that's done something that you didn't like, uh, or uh, you've been taken against your will and arrested and forced into a courtroom. That's the only two reasons why any state national would ever be in a courtroom. You can't be a defendant in a, in a, in a court of law and be a state national. They can offer you a contract to show up and willingly give jurisdiction to the court as a state national. But they can't force you or summon you to give jurisdiction to a courtroom as a state national. There's a big difference. A U.S. citizen, they can just grab you by the fucking throat and toss you in there and beat the shit out of you. There's nothing you can do. Right. And that I think that's the distinction that when I first started uh, being exposed to some of this information was really upsetting because I'm thinking to myself, wow. And and whenever I first heard the the name of your website – I mean, I don't know if this is how you meant it, but that was one of the things I first said to myself. I'm like, I can't believe this. I'm I must be some, you know, some kind of idiot. I'm one stupid fuck. <laughs> so it's kind of like I, I we, we talk about some of these issues Mario and I do mm-hmm. on this podcast about you know freedoms and and things that we feel that we have the right to, and and why is it that some of the things that are done in the public's eye just seem like they don't make any sense? Right. And whenever I started coming across this information, it's kind of like. Oh shit, it does make sense. And they're just not telling you. Well, I mean, I, I think also for some of our listeners, and I'm I'm glad you know this is kind of like a segue into this portion of it, uh is I think one of the bigger questions would also be, you know, if if it if it's just control, what other reason does the United States corporation have to hold, you know, their citizens to this this stature? Well, the the way it's supposed to be set up and the way it technically is still set up, it's just super fucked and really messed up. And I'll break it all down for you. So each of the 50 original states are essentially separate countries in law. Right. So California and Nevada are technically foreign lands to one another. It's not really one. The United States isn't really a country necessarily. It kind of is. Each individual state is basically a country, essentially. Right. So state law is supposed to be the primary aspect of what we all operate off of and then and then federal law basically doesn't even really exist it doesn't really mean shit because right the the federal corporation of the district of columbia what they're supposed to be doing is they're supposed to be facilitating and helping with state to state related issues and communication and stuff like that they're basically a hired contractor a corporation literally that is individually hired and contracted between each of the individual 50 states. So if 20 states want to contract with the federal corporation, they can do so. They can write up what the federal corporation is supposed to be doing to assist in state to state, whatever. Uh, and and then if they if they get pissed off, or they're not getting good service, they can fire the federal corporation anytime they want. Right. So federal law is just basically just corporate bylaws. Like the United States code actually doesn't mean jack shit. It actually doesn't even really apply anything. 
uh but but everybody pretends that it does so so thus it thus it is it is just out of pure illusion right so the 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 actual states is where all the power is at right the problem is is that state of california or state of nevada these are private for-profit corporations that are sub corporations of united states and state of California is physically located in the District of Columbia. So we don't even have state governments anymore. We do, but they're basically just, a, it's just a void. So like in California, we have these things called assemblies, which are basically state nationals that are rebuilding the original true state government. They're all volunteers. They're usually older. So the states basically as where all the power is and and what they've done what the district of columbia has done is they've 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 filed these sub corporations called state of california right so when you sign documentation like for example voter registration which is a huge way that they get you roped into all this horse shit when you sign voter registration you sign to the fact that you are a resident of state of california state of california is a private for-profit corporation that is physically located in the district of columbia so when you sign up for voter registration what they're doing is they're, they're they, they hold out this little cookie and they say hey voting is the answer to everything it's the way we're going to fix all this mess it's your true power if you want to vote you have to sign this document that states because we need to prove that you're a resident you sign this document and then we'll give you the right to vote. But what you don't realize is you're signing what you're the, the document that you're signing is I live in the District of Columbia and I don't live in the state and I don't have any rights and I'm not an American. That's what voter registration is. There are 350 million people approximately all live in DC. Yeah. So so in 2017, David Strait actually did a a, a uh, Freedom of Information Act request, 45,000 state nationals in the whole country. So 45,000 people lived in the states and then all everybody else lived in the District of Columbia on paper. Okay. Now it gets a little freakier because 40,000 of that 45,000 were all bar card holders. They were all lawyers. So they knew the information. They know all this and they do it on purpose because then they can fuck everybody over and nobody can do anything to them. And how many of our presidents have had uh, a bar association uh, license? I believe pretty much all of them since Abraham Lincoln, since the since the Organic Act of uh, 1871. That was that was when the entire um, government was incorporated. That's pretty interesting. Every one of our presidents. I mean, was did Trump have a does he have a bar license? I'm not oh, sure. I'm sure. I don't think so. I doubt it, but I don't know. Maybe that's the reason oh, why he's a fly in the ointment. I don't know. Wow. But uh, no, that that's very interesting. It, <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. So, take, so the state is where all the power is. But but when you dig into all this stuff and you dig and you dig and you dig, you wake up and realize that there is no state. There's no state courts because state courts are Article three common law courts. They don't exist. They're They're being rebuilt by volunteer state nationals. And the volunteer state nationals are putting pressure on the sheriff's offices to start getting 
our state, our actual real states rebuilt. And there's a, there's assemblies all over the country in like every single state. Right. So, so, so state of California has nothing to do with the state and the governor, governor Gavin Newsom, he's the governor of a private for-profit corporation that's physically located in the district of Columbia. So I'm in California but I'm not in the state of California and Gavin Newsom is not my governor and I'm not underneath all of these corporate laws. So they pass all these laws. They pass shit about COVID. They pass shit about taxes. They do all this stuff. I don't, it has nothing to do with me at all whatsoever. I don't pay state tax. I, I don't have to follow any of these weird fucking things they have here. Um, I can carry a fire. I could open carry. I could, I could carry a fucking machine gun right now on the street. Everyone would lose their fucking mind in California, but I can do it legally. That doesn't mean I'm not going to get my ass beat and thrown into a car or whatnot, or have my firearm stolen from me or shot. But the point is, is that if I was, if I was, I mean, look, it's like anything else, you you know, just because I can do it doesn't mean you should do it, you know? Right. So, so, you know, do I, do I conceal carry? Oh yeah. I'll conceal carry randomly. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Um, the, the, the real secret is so much to all this stuff. Like for example, a registered firearm or a firearm where the serial number is basically owned by the government essentially. Right. So, so the only way that once you become a state national, what you want to do is you want to build your guns and, and people are like, Oh, build the guns. I'll tell you right now, I you could be dumb as fuck and only have one arm and you could go on YouTube and you could build a firearm uh, in probably two hours, two and a half hours with like that's, almost almost no tools. That's like, good news for me because I'm dumb as fuck and I have two arms. So yeah. that helps out. I, I do have another question for you. So, so we're talking about all this and talking about becoming uh, you know, state national and, and, and not a part of the corporation right the united states corporation exactly um so we i I currently live well we both actually live in northeast ohio here okay and uh recently there was there was a railway issue uh, not too far my daughter lives in the town of east palestine where this uh railway issue had happened uh there was a there was a car that jumped track there was a spill huge fire bunch of chemicals they evac'd and you know the corporation norfolk <laughs> doing everything they can to keep it on a down low keep people hush hush they're offering people money to you know just to kind of turn a blind eye we see this happen in any kind of corporations now we're talking about the united states corporation as a corporation what kind if any ramifications would there be to detaching from this corporation or have you seen any uh you mean what's the negative side of all this correct uh you so so you get to keep social security because that's that's a whole different deal so social security is basically they they they've they've turned your entire life the potential production of your entire life into a stock essentially and then they sell it and they move it around and that's what the social security account is. So you get to keep that because they've already securitized you. It's already a done deal. So you can tap into that. You can actually leverage that in different ways that people have never heard of before because they, they, you're basically saying, Hey boys, you guys have securitized me. You've been jerking me around and, 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 and making all this money off of my, me as a security. Where's my piece of the pie. And you can do that. Uh, when you, when you exit the system, you don't lose that social security and everything attached to it is yours forever. Uh, unless you, 
physically close the accounts, okay? Uh, or cash them out or something like that. Um, in terms of other things, like, for example, uh, there, there is a disability insurance associated with Social Security, but there's also other types of disability that come from the federal corporation. Anything like that that comes directly from the federal corporation, uh, you would not be eligible for. Uh, voting, which I don't know why anyone would want to fucking vote anyways, uh, voting becomes a little complicated. Uh, you, you, what I recommend people do if they sign up for voter registration, they just cross out state of Ohio and just put, you know, um, Ohio Republic, just write it on the fucking thing with a pen. Then when you write it like that, and then you sign it in a certain way, you put the words without prejudice above your signature, which is how you reserve all of your human rights. Whenever you sign anything, you could do that and you could mail that in. And then now you've just fucked their contract. And if they accept the contract in that way uh, and they give you uh, a voting slip based off of that signature, you're not actually signed into the system at all. And you're still able to vote if you want to. OK, I know a lot of right leaning people get really freaked out about not being able to vote, uh, which is really depressing. But whatever. Right. I, I, I try to hit this stuff from every angle I possibly can. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to dig up what what the real fucking truth is. Basically, that's the way I think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you want to vote, that's how you do it. Um, And so 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 there's a lot of talks about, you know, once you become a state national, you can't vote. Uh, That's not necessarily true i'm never probably going to vote ever again by choice uh, i don't want to have anything to do with any of their horse shit um so as far as i'm concerned the district of columbia is just some foreign land it has nothing to do with me none of their nothing they talk about nothing they pass uh everything with the vaccines taxation everything they're doing it's no different than uh saudi arabia doing that shit doesn't have nothing right. to do with they're me. basically voting for a ceo of their company whereas yeah. you're not part of that company no so so there's nothing they can do. Uh, so I don't really give a fuck. Right. But then back to the numbers of the state nationals since 2020, this thing has blown up so big. I've been hearing down the grapevine. We're at like 20, 25 million state nationals now, and it's growing like massively. Wow. So. Um, so I guess I that's mean, where my question was kind of going. Also, the, the more this becomes known, it almost seems like. You know, no corporation is willing to let go of their power once they start to, you know, start to lose power in different sections and in any corporation. There usually is a way that they try to pull back. Right. Yeah. So that's it's, like it's a machine, something like that. Right. Exactly. So the thing is, is that the, the, that that's that's the big thing about what I teach. And, and, and I think, right, like. The machine's only going to get mad at you if you get mad at the machine. That's my experience. None of my people are having any fucking issue with the machine at all whatsoever. And neither have I. I send shit in. So so there's 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 three there's three or four major things that I've brought to this whole movement. Okay. The first thing is I've 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 taken every single puzzle piece from every single person. I've read all of Anna von Reitz's books. She's been doing this for 30 years. I've watched tons of shit from David Stray, all of Chris Hauser's videos multiple times. Um, I've read, I don't know, 20 books. There's a guy, um, He's uh he's on Instagram. He's like one of my favorite dudes. Chris Hauser is like one of my favorites. But there's this black guy, uh, uh, Moorish Lighthouse underscore official on Instagram. Holy fuck, dude! Ah, oh, some of the best, 
some of the best fucking content. So fucking good, right? He has a book called um, Land of the Free, Home of the Slave. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful book. I, I got that one. Uh, I mean, just anything I can find, I either read it or watch it. And then and then I was doing that for probably about six, seven months. And then I released my first version of my website. And then I just update it constantly, uh, probably every day for many, many months. And then I released my course, my video course in uh, on July 2nd, right? So basically, uh, th- this is, I mean, you go on to any of the red pill, right-leaning, conservative, anything, uh, podcasts, Instagrams, TikToks, and, and as of the past couple of months, you're starting to see this shit almost everywhere now. So, and, and I'm, I'm happy you mentioned it that way because I always consider myself, if anything, I, I lean more since we have to, you know, we're, we're at a point in, in this country where it's one side or the other, you know, people are still, you know, oblivious to, you know, the actual truth, but it's, and that's how they keep it that way, I think. But if I had to give that designation, I, I would say that I do lean more right. Um, Jeffro here. Well, before we started the park podcast, yeah. he, he leaned more left. I leaned left at one but point. But have you anymore. have you seen any any clients that were more so leaning left that you you maybe have been able to help see through these things? Because and, and I I don't mean this in a bad way, and I know some of our listeners do <laughs> lean left. Uh, you know our our buddy Lee, who we always make we make jokes about him being abducted by aliens. Um, he, well, I, I had a I had a dude uh, a long, long time ago. I had a guy. I, I I have this. I have a very fun way that I handle haters, quote unquote. I don't get very many haters because I I publicly butcher them on on uh, on social media, and people know like you don't fucking fuck around, right? But I always say the same thing when they when people fuck with me on the internet, which doesn't really hardly happen anymore. I always do the same thing. I go, you know what? Let's have a live show. Let's have a live show. Come on and debate me. We're gonna do a live show. And they always fucking run, run, man. They disappear so fucking fast, right? But one time I had this one dude, and and I was it was one of his friends, and I said, hey, come on, come on the show. Let's go. I've been doing this for years. Come on the show. Come on the show. Let's have a show right now, tomorrow. Let's have a show. And uh, and and this dude came on, and he's like, he's like, the the, the initial guy who was fucking with me, he's like, oh no, I would never do that. But uh, they always like fucking bitch out, right? But this dude came on. He's like, I'll come on your show. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll come on your show. He's like, I'm a fucking hardcore communist. I travel around the whole country for PETA. I'm 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 the guy who's outside of your Starbucks with signs about animal cruelty and shit. He's like, I'll come on your show fucking tomorrow. Let's go. I was like, all right. So I set it up and I'm thinking, like, is this guy gonna show up? Sure enough, he showed up. We had a fucking amazing conversation to the point where I actually started reading the Communist Manifesto. It that book is fucked and i got about halfway through it wanted to fucking kill myself so i couldn't finish it i don't know how anyone reads that book and it's so convoluted that i'm in a dictionary the whole time trying as hard as i possibly fucking can i'm not a dumb guy and i just i i imagine every single person who reads the communist manifesto comes out the other end just believing whatever the fuck they want to believe because you can plug anything into that convoluted piece of shit and it'll fit so I that way it was probably designed that way. Everyone's right in in a way. It's very empowering. It's like, oh, yeah, this validates what I believe. And you believe that, you know, purple <laughs> elephants uh, are float around in outer space and you can summon them with compasses. Well, I'm sure. And, you know, God knows, you know, purple elephants. Yeah. So so the <laughs> thing is, is it's it's one of those things where. um, um I, I I had this guy on the show and, and it was awesome. 
It was fucking awesome. And he's a badass dude. I mean, yeah, we, we don't see eye to eye on anything, but uh, it's on my YouTube. His name is Jonathan Horn. Uh, it's way back, back before I even had like a fucking light for my face on my videos and stuff like so. It's But but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I my material is totally apolitical. I love guns and I build them. And when you learn how easy it is to build a gun and you don't need to uh, serialize it or register it when you're a state national and you shouldn't, that's actually dumb, suicidal. Uh, guns are pretty fucking cool. It's cheap to build a gun, extremely easy to build a gun. I mean, so fucking easy. It's unbelievable. I mean, changing the oil in your car is like literally 10 times harder than than building a firearm, whether it's a pistol, whether it's a shotgun, whether it's a rifle, doesn't fucking matter. It's so fucking easy. After you build the first one, uh, you can build a second one in probably 45 minutes, literally, with wow. like literally no tools. Your finger, a credit card, and and maybe a little tiny little tool that comes with some of the kits that you buy for your firearm. So fucking easy, right? So, um, you know, there's all this stuff about gun rights. And people think because I love guns, I'm a right-leaning person. I just fucking love guns. I, I'm apolitical. I could give a fuck less about any of this bullshit, right? This is all divide and conquer horseshit. I'm not involved. Okay. I agree. But I will tell you this. This information turns uh, turns lefties into righties and righties into communists so fucking fast. It just it makes your head spin. Uh, you know, the, most people most people run from this information because it shatters their entire world um it's a defensive mechanism uh and 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 it's sad because they 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 emotionally feel like their entire world is being invalidated essentially like it's like someone coming up to them and being like you're a fucking idiot and everything you believe is wrong that's a pretty hard pill to swallow so i don't I don't do it that way because if you do it that way, no one's going to fucking listen to you because you're fucking psychotic. Okay. And from their perspective, and and honestly, that perspective isn't necessarily wrong because the thing is, is that every single person has self-preservation. I mean, that's what we, that's what we do. That's what we are. Right. So self-preservation states that if someone comes up to you and says, literally everything you think of and everything you do in your whole life is all false, and you're contributing to horrible things that enslave humanity and children. Well, that's that's a lot to swallow. You know what I mean? So from my perspective, like, for example, I had this 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 woman who runs the California State Assembly. Her name is Nancy Kramer. She's fucking awesome. She was trying to tell me about this shit for like two fucking years, bro. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. I was like, I ain't touching this. You know, this is fucking crazy. Two years, just really, she's a, such a sweet lady. She's like one of the nicest, most passionate fucking individuals I have ever met in my entire life. And she just kept bringing it up in passing. You know, she was never invasive. It was never mean. It was always super, super light, very gentle, very kind, caring. And I had some shit going on with this company at one point in time. And I ended up thinking of her and I called her and I went over there and I said, listen, you've, you know, You've been telling me for two years, I'm finally ready to listen to this thing. And that's how this whole thing got started. And uh, and then I didn't say a fucking word to anybody for about six months. 
all I did was just study, study, study Chris Hauser books, tons of books. I was actually traveling at the time. I had fucking like nine books all jammed in my suitcase. I was getting books shipped to me, even though I was traveling. Uh, and, and I was just reading and reading and reading and quiet and quiet and quiet and quiet and quiet. And then, and then, and then it was, it was March 15th, I believe, or maybe 14th of 2022 when I launched my website, that was the day when I just pushed the gas pedal all the way down to the floor and just held it there. And it's been there ever since. But the thing is, is that I didn't do shit. I didn't say shit for six months. So I, I do have another question for you. Um, Going back to Social Security, uh, as you had mentioned, um, you know, uh, every person is basically in the Social Security system, right? We pay into Social Security, right? And they, they, it's we're almost like commodities that is used within this corporation. Well, you, you, you literally are commodities in the corporation. Okay. Yes, you literally, actually, physically are. Your birth certificate is called a warehouse receipt. When you're arrested. In law, what they do is they create bonds. They're called general services administration bonds. And there's three different forms that they use to put you in prison. It's a GSA SF-24, a GSA SF-25, and a GSA SF-25A. And you can look these up on the internet. SF stands for standard form. It's a it's a bid bond, a performance bond, and a payment bond. And they actually create bonds and you sign them or your lawyer signs them without you knowing. It creates these bonds and the bonds hold your body as surety. And in the legal world, the jail is considered an escrow. So when you're in jail or going into jail, you can actually discharge these bonds through the power of law. There's actually, I, I believe it's GSA SF 90 and GSA OF uh, 91 are the two forms that you can use to actually discharge the bonds, release the lien. And then they literally physically have to let you out of the prison. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, all commerce. So what happens is that the, in, 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 in the courts, the judge, all the judge is trying to do, they'll never tell you this. All they're trying to do is create bonds. That's all they're trying to do. They don't give a fuck about the facts. They don't give a fuck about what you're saying. They don't give a fuck about your children. They don't give a fuck about none of that. All they're trying to do is just create bonds as many and as large as possible. Now, what creates bonds? Banks. The judge is just a banker. He's just trying to create bonds. So if you create the biggest bonds and you create the most of them, you gain control over the courtroom. Because that's what the that's what the judge is trying to do. So if you're like, you don't talk about the facts, you don't talk about nothing. Well, you you can you can fight jurisdiction. That's the fastest way to get out of going to court. But if you're in a courtroom, all you got to do is just start pointing fingers, creating bonds. The fucking judge will suck you off right there live in the courtroom. That's all they're trying to do. So that's why plaintiffs generally have so much power and that's why people who are heavy heavy litigants who litigate constantly are, are are considered very favorable by the court because litigants and people who are very very um uh, attack attack a lot in the courtroom just like that they are creating bonds as long as bonds are being created 
then the Department of Justice makes money. And the whole country, like 94% of all the money that the entire country runs on comes from the bonds that are created to the court systems. What's interesting about that is also people who want to bail, you know, they bail bonds, right? And how do you bail bonds? You pay. They're still getting money. They're getting money. Well, that's not even the bonds, though. That's not even the real bonds. There's there's a whole bunch of other bonds, too. That's So bail bond is basically a bond. A performance bond is really simple. It's just a promise to do something. That's it. And you go on to all this bullshit, and it's so complicated. And the United States Code goes on for fucking 950 million pages. It's all bullshit. You have two types of bonds. You have a financial bond, which is a promise to pay something in the future. And you have a performance bond, which is a promise to do something in the future. That's the entire fucking subject in a sentence. Everything else is just bullshit smoke and mirrors to try to make it complex and make people think they're dumb and they'll never understand. That's all it is. It's just a defensive mechanism. Okay. So, so performance bond, a performance bond or, or a financial. So, so, so when you get out on bond, that's a performance bond. It's, it's, I'll pay $200,000. And if I show up to court, when I'm supposed to show up for court, I get that money back. That's what, that's what a, a bail bond actually is. It's a performance bond. And the money goes toward the promise to perform the action of showing up in court. So if you run and you leave the country, they keep the bail bond money. There's a bunch of other bonds, though. Those bonds aren't the ones necessarily that hold you in jail. Because if you show up to the court case, you get the money back. So that's not really right. that's just, that's just a performance bond to get you back into the courtroom when you're supposed to come in. Right. But there's a whole fuck ton of other bonds. So so let's say they hit you with like 18 different uh convictions or or whatever like let's say trespassing and uh, uh assault and uh theft okay there's a bond that's created on each one of those that you're convicted of those bonds are the gsa sf 242525a's those are the ones that hold your body as surety on the bond in the escrow of the jail So, and that that definitely makes a lot of sense now. Um, but that being said, you know, going back to the social security question again, when you know, alone, as you were saying that you could borrow from your social security without closing, you can continue to borrow. <laughs> is it would that? So my question here is also, you know, when we're born, we're born into this corporation, right? More often than not, people are born into this corporation with their uh, birth certificates and their social security cards and everything. Uh, is that something? Because, I mean, it's really hard to do things without this type of identification. Do you find that uh, still to be true after you become detached from the corporation? No. So, so even if you have a payroll company, which I, I did have a payroll company for a long time, a large one, it's called um, uh, Frank Crum in uh, in Florida, big, huge, massive payroll company, right? <laughs> they have a whole system. And whenever I would have a new employee, I'd plug them into the system and it would always say you have to have either one item from column A or you have to have two items from column B and C, right, in order to hire them legally. Column B and C has the driver's license, the social security card, all this, all this corporate shit. Column A was all the non-corporate shit. And, and if if you if you show a passport, you can actually get hired anywhere without any other paperwork. You don't need a social security card, nothing. You don't need a birth certificate or a social security card. 
And that's something you show how to do after you become detached from the, the corporation is to continue with a passport. Yeah, the passport is pretty much the secret to everything. You can operate completely normally, opening bank accounts, getting jobs. You can do everything you want to do with a passport. Uh, the only thing they won't really do for you is give you loans and stuff. That's a whole different. So the way the way that the way that Social Security actually works is the Social Security accounts is what props up the entire credit of the entire corporation, basically, right? So what they do is they they through the social security system they basically plug our value our future potential value they turn it into like a security like a stock and then they they and then they fund the social security account using off ledger money based off of some random idea based off of your lineage and your DNA and your parents and your grandparents based off of how much overall production you may produce in one lifetime and they deposit that money in your social security account from my experience it's somewhere between 100 and 140 million dollars okay now that's all off ledger money and then the money that they show you is the on ledger money and when you put money into the account it, the reason why they have you put money in the account is that it fucks up the trust of the account and it makes you a trustee of the account basically and it it basically removes a lot of the um a lot of the exchange they're supposed to be giving you in exchange for having turned you into a security okay so when you pay into social security you're actually fucking up all your money and all your future essentially is what you're doing right so so what you want to do is you want to never ever ever pay into social security ever and then you can actually learn how to start pulling money out of your off-ledger account. There's a lot of people doing this. Not a lot of people are successful with it. It's they're very, very secretive and they don't they do not like people doing this shit. Uh they're not gonna like arrest you or something, but they are not gonna make it easy for, for you to access these accounts, right? This is probably a large amount. It's 120, 140 million dollars. Every single person who has a social security account is a trust fund baby. Okay. And there's different forms with the IRS and stuff like that that you're you're supposed to be able to use to access that money. And I know a bunch of people who have done it successfully, and I know tens of thousands of people who have not, including myself. That's a whole nother subject. Okay. But I so, ask why if you don't want me to add, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I know our listeners, that's going to be like one of the first questions. Okay, so why have you not done this? I, I have done it. I've sent in probably around 12 or $14 million worth of, of checks, and it's called bills of exchange, into the United States Treasury. Um, in the past couple of years, since the Chris Hauser videos came out, they've, I mean, I wouldn't doubt if they got a million submissions, like legit a million. Um, the Chris Hauser thing exploded, and his whole thing was how to access these accounts. So the IRS... Uh, is the one who processes a lot of this because they're sort of like the processing arm of the United States Treasury. Uh, it's just sheer overwhelm. The, the you know to go from whatever to a million submissions, and then people started doing these things called W four sandwiches, which is basically where you go into a grocery store and they tell you to put a mask on. When you when you dig 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 into the laws and stuff like that, what they're what they're doing in the legal world is they're making you an employee. So what you do is you can file a W four as if you're an employee, and you can actually charge them money and trigger an audit with the grocery store, 
because they made you an employee and didn't pay you. And it's this whole crazy fucking thing. Again, the IRS is a motherfucking machine. You send shit in. If if you were if you believe you were employed by the grocery store because they fucking put a made you put a mask on, you can file documentation and trigger a motherfucking audit. You can do it. The IRS will do it. They will chase down the fucking grocery store. Okay, so uh, the, all these people are doing all this crazy ass shit, and the IRS is just like overwhelmed. I mean, they're just like they're probably you know 16, 25, 50, 70 times what anything they've ever seen before. And people are like, oh, they're hiring 86,000 agents and blah, 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 and they're all freaked out and the conservatives are all freaked out, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I don't know if they were going to hire all these because they're not doing it now, but I, I don't know if they were trying to hire all those people just to try to handle all the fucking submissions that are coming in over the past couple of years. I got excited. I was like, hey, I got 85,000 people that are about ready to start processing my fucking trust account and collecting my debts and going after my fucking grocery stores that tried to employ me. You know what I mean? So it it it's 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 an interesting thing and then they start talking about eliminating the IRS the conservatives and i believe that has a lot to do with the fact that so many people are starting to learn how to actually utilize the IRS properly i do not want the IRS to be obliterated that would make me very sad i'm finally figuring out how to actually utilize them properly when you when you figure out how the machine works the machine works for you the IRS is a private for-profit corporation they aren't even part of the government tax courts aren't even within the definition of court of the United States. When you look it up with the definition of court of the United States, it literally says it does not include tax courts. The IRS is a it, it, the tax court is a completely fake. It's fakeness on top of fakeness on top. They, they literally don't even really exist unless you show up. So the, the, the IRS is, they will go and collect your debts for you. They are a private debt collection agency. If you owe me 60 grand, I can write a little contract and I can say, hey, IRS, go collect this 60 grand. I'll give you 35%. And they'll go, fuck yeah. And they'll fucking chase that motherfucker and take everything from him. They'll strip his whole fucking body, limb from limb to get that 60 grand. They take their 35% and they send me a check for the rest. So one of the one of the other things that I did have uh, a question on before, because I know Jeff Rose got some questions as well, is you also did uh, mention about, uh, you know, once you detach yourself, then one of the things that may not come to you would be, you know, like a loan. Is it, are we talking like home loans? Are we talking personal loans? Are we talking vehicle loans? What are you, or is it all? Well, I'll explain this. This is a this is a very deep rabbit hole that I have recently actually learned. A much deeper level on. So when they securitize you and they put all this money into your social security account, whenever you get a loan from the bank, banks actually, we found the actual law in the United States code. It's illegal for banks to loan you other people's money. They can't do it. So basically when you, when you dig and you dig and you dig and you sort all this out in great, great detail, whenever you get a loan or a credit card or any of this stuff, Basically, what they do is is okay. So, so a promissory note. So, so all all Federal Reserve notes are all promissory notes. If you look at the dollar bills, the paper dollar bills that you have in your wallet, or go get some and look at them, it's really fascinating. Across the top, it'll say Federal Reserve Note. Now, the definition, the legal definition of the word note is where the rabbit hole begins. And it's the most insane rabbit hole in the world. Okay. 
the definition, uh, the legal definition of the word note is just a promise to pay. It's literally that fucking simple. It's a it's a bond. It's just, it's all the same words. They use all these different words and they pretend as though they all mean different things. They all mean the same thing. It's super simple. A bond, an instrument, a negotiable instrument, uh, a security, uh, uh, a note. It all means the same thing. It's either a promise to pay or a promise to do something. That's it. It's literally, that's it. It's just a promise. You just say the word promise and it means all this shit. Okay. So a note is a promise. A promise, the promise is that in the future, a $20 Federal Reserve note is actually a contract. It's a it's a contract that states that the private for-profit federal corporation known as the District of Columbia is going to pay in the future at some point in time, the Federal Reserve $20. That's all it is. It's not really money. It's just a promise to pay money in the future. That's what it is. So uh, the, the most common term in the financial world for this is the word instrument, which just means a promise. Same shit, right? So to create an instrument, you can create your own instruments. You can create your own currency. All you do is take a sheet of paper or something like that. And you just write, I, Brandon Joe Williams, promise to pay whoever $420 at some point in the future. And you sign it and you date it and you give it to them. Now, what you've done is you've just created a note, and there's actually a law in the UCC, in the Uniform Commercial Code, that states that if I create a note and I give it to you, by law, you have to accept it. You don't have a choice. So the way a loan works, and we've figured this all out, and we found all the laws. We even found exactly what they write on the fucking thing to get it exchanged, which is pretty wild. That's recent. They take, let's say, for example, the loan is a, a loan for $80,000 and they write it up and da, 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 da. at the bottom, it says after interest in 30 years and 20 years and this and that, it's going to be $80,000. Once you sign the promissory note or, or whatever they call it, that promissory note is now worth $80,000. It's like having an $80,000 Federal Reserve note in your pocket. Now, what they do is they write on the note a request to exchange that note for Federal Reserve notes. They mail the application to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve takes that that note, adds it to the public debt, and then issues a check back to the loan or the bank company or the bank for $80,000. And then the bank gives you back your own money at interest. That's fucked so, up. So there, so banks are basically consultants that assist you in the creation of money and then the exchanging of one type of money for another type of money. They're basically a currency exchange. That's exactly what a bank is. You right. create, I create Brandon notes, and then the, the bank helps me exchange Brandon notes for Federal Reserve notes. But they pretend as though they created the currency. They didn't create jack shit. I created it. They exchange it. So when you when you know how the scam works and you bring it up to them, they just wipe the account and close your account. They don't make you pay anything back. 
That is, that's very interesting. I mean, and you can do that with a mortgage. You can do that with your cars. You can do that with, with business debt. You can do it with your COVID loans, your EIDL loans, your 7A loans, your PPP loans, every type of loan in the entire fucking planet from A to Z, unless, okay, the only types of loans that don't fit this category is when your buddy Joe has cash and he loans you 800 bucks and of his own money. That's an actual honest to God loan, right? But anything done through any of these institutions, banks, uh, credit unions, you name it, all this kind of stuff, it's all fraud and you just breathe at it and it just disappears, literally. It's like nothing. But what about like uh, repossessions and things like that? They, they, they can do whatever they want. I mean, you know, uh, we have had some people who have had some repossessions. We have had some people who have not. It's a lot easier to repossess a car than it is to repossess a house. Right. Just, just charging a house, uh, they're, they're going to have trouble taking it back from you. Uh, discharging a car, we have had some quite a few people get repoed. So, so cars are definitely something they're more ballsy about. Uh, but, but houses, they, they can't really do much. The, the most they can do is they can have the, the, the sheriff evict you. If you don't leave, the sheriff can hold you in contempt. So you can go to jail a couple of times, maybe for like seven to 14 days each time, but they can only do that like twice or three times, depending on what state you're in. And then after that, they can't do it anymore. And you own your home free and clear. So basically the contract that you signed with the bank, the, the loan, contract itself is actually what you're paying the house for the loan the loan contract yeah so so the second you have a mortgage it's sitting on the table and it's all the final numbers and the, and the papers say you know you're going to pay this much back at this amount of interest blah, 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 blah. sign here the second you sign that document you just paid off the entire house in full it's fully paid every penny because that money's coming out of now if i if i understand this correctly it's because that money is coming out at a later time which is something that's resolved at the time of your death from an account. I don't think we've covered this, but is that coming from like the SESQV? No, they take they take the application, which is now an instrument. It's now a note. And they, they write an exchange order or exchange request on the note to exchange that note for another type of note, Federal Reserve notes. They mail your application form to the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve pays off the entire note with Federal Reserve notes. It's fully, fully paid instantly. It's so not even part that. of the SESQV system. No, no it has no, nothing to do with any of that. It has nothing like, to do with any of that. Like wow. he's saying, and if I'm hearing him correctly, you know, when you sign your mortgage or, or anything like that, that's that's like a promissory note within itself. You're exactly. promising to pay that. That doesn't mean you're going to. Once you sign the mortgage paperwork, you've just legally created currency. If you sign a mortgage for $400,000, you just created $400,000 of brand and currency. So, so a mortgage is actually two different loans. The first, the first loan is when you create the $400,000 out of thin air, and then you give them the, the, the negotiable instrument, and then you've, you've paid off the entire house completely. Uh, every single penny, it's fully, 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 fully paid the second you sign the documents. Done deal. There is no mortgage. There's nothing. You just get your deed and walk away. But then, they, then what they do is they issue you a secondary contract. So a mortgage is actually two contracts. The first one instantaneously discharges. 
you're actually paying the second one. And then what happens is you'll notice that whenever a mortgage company, mortgage companies always offload the loan to another lender within 30 to 60 days after you close on your mortgage. They always do. It's always the same shit. What they're doing is they're selling the second contract at a 60% discount. So within 30 days, they've gotten 160% on all of your money and they didn't put a single fucking penny into the deal, not one penny. Okay, so here's another question. When they do that, that, uh, you know, Brandon or Mario money will say that contract is between you and yourself, the first first loan, the first bank or whatever it is. No, it's between you and yourself. Okay, so when they sell it off to the second one, what ties do I have with that second one in a hypothetical situation? Let's say, you know, I have my home, right? I, I have my house. I've been paying on it for, you know, for years, let's say I owe, I don't know, we're going to say $50,000 on a $180,000 house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm paying to a different mortgage company because it had been sold off after the first, like in what you said, the 30 or 60 days, however long it is, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. What happens at that point then? <laughs> you're, you're now paying, you're now paying this, this new lender. And the new lender is hoping that you default on on the loan because if you default on the loan, they take it all back. They 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 turn around and they repeat the whole process over again. They sell it, they get one hundred and sixty percent, and they offload it to the next guy. They're all in bed together. So it's just, on your- it's one big it's one big fuck me in the ass round robin where they all just do the same shit in a big circle and a big circle jerk, and they just fuck everybody basically. But becoming detached from the corporation. <laughs> allows you to walk away from it. No. Uh, State National to, to deploy the, these tactics. Okay. No, yeah, no, 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 you do not. You're, you you have a much higher standing in law. They can't fucking touch you as a state national. They can't even press charges. They literally can't do jack shit. So let's say, for example, you 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 become a state national and you have a fucking mansion and you owe 14 million on it. When you go to discharge it, uh, after you become a state national, they're they're like completely fucked, dude. Like they can't do a goddamn thing about it. Um, I mean, really, I mean, they can't do fucking fuck all. So uh, the thing is, is that you know you say to yourself, "Well, I don't want to ruin my own credit." Well, yeah, but the thing is, is that once you learn how all this shit works, you don't need your own credit. You just use everybody else's. Everybody wants to do all this shit, so like. I've destroyed my credit, and then I fucking I fucking put a gun to the the, the credit bureaus, uh, and I said, "You take these fucking things off, or bad things are going to happen." And they started taking all the shit off. But even if they didn't, even if they didn't, I don't give a flying fuck because I, I there's eight eight hundred million people that all want to discharge all their cars and all their fucking houses. I don't give a fuck. I'll just leverage their shit, buy myself a fucking house, and then discharge their house and my house on their credit. They're going to be happy as fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't need credit. So, you know, it's it's um it's a very empowering, very I mean, you you literally all the banks, all the Federal Reserve, all these financial companies become like your little bitch on a it's gift a, suit. I say I, I see it's a complete fuck all is what you're saying here. 
that you you own them. They're like on the ground with like a fucking leather zipper mask barking like a dog. <laughs> and you're just like leading them along with like a fucking leash, like telling them when they can talk and when they can take a shit. I love him. <laughs> Janet Tatum. No. So basically, uh, whenever you become a state national, if you do the process correctly, you're basically removing yourself from the matrix and you're giving yourself basically a freedom card. You, you become. Yes. Yes. But so, so the way that works is your name in all capital letters is the social security account. It's a separate entity. It's a separate person. The word person means a trust a uh, natural person uh, a corporation it means anything right that's what that's the, the definition of the word person in law is really what what fucked everything up really really bad it's one of the it's probably if i had to say that the number one thing that people should be aware of that that is the number one crux spinal cord of everything that they fuck you with it's the word person okay so so that when you're born, they created this when you signed the, the social security documentation, they created a trust of your name in all capital letters, right? And whenever you respond or say that you are the trust or use your name in the same way that the trust is spelled, they say, Oh, well, he's he's admitting he's a trust. He's admitting he's a cardboard box. He doesn't have human rights. We can do whatever the fuck we want with him. So so you when you when you exit the system as a state national, if you have a social security number. You still have your trust. So you operate in the system using your trust. So you basically, this is getting a little more complicated. You operate your trust like a puppeteer. So you're up here up top, Mr. Big Boy, big balls, and you have this, your fingers moving around and you have little strings that come down from your fingers and you operate your trust from within the system at a distance. Okay, so yeah, like, and that was going to be a question I had for you was that uh, if if I understand some of the straight information, some of the David Strait information, he uh, it seems as though he's coming across wanting you to become completely the trustee of, of uh, all of, all of your status, right? Whereas it seems like some of the information that I'm getting from you guys, uh, from you and Chris Hauser and some of these other people, is you, you're wanting to be more of a beneficiary, forcing these other entities to act as trustees. You can do it. You can do it however you want. You can close the motherfucking thing down. You can blow the motherfucking thing up. You can take control of it. Uh, you can do all sorts of things. You can, you can, one of the things that I've done that changed my life completely is I trademarked my name in all capital letters. Cause you got to think in the courts, all they're doing is they're just creating bonds. Creating bonds is nothing more than commerce. Courts are literally private for-profit corporations. The CEOs are the judges. And you can look that shit up on Duns and Bradstreet. You can go up right on the internet right now. You can look up your your local courtrooms. You can find the fucking Dun Bradstreet numbers. You can find their EIN numbers. They're all corporations. They don't even fucking hide it. They're not. They're not fucking trumpeteers about it. They're not hiding it. So the thing is, is that when you when you trademark your name in all capital letters, now they need they need your permission to to do any sort of commerce transactions on your name in all capital letters. Can you trademark your name without becoming a state national first, or what's yeah. the process? Oh yeah, yeah. You can so this is like the Michael Jordan example that's been used in the past. Yep, they, they can't use exactly. your name without your permission, right? Yeah, they can't. They couldn't give me any tickets because a ticket is a commerce action. They're trying to create bonds with a ticket, so they have to ask Michael Jordan if they have his permission to give him a speeding ticket. Which is why, whenever uh, he did that famous contract. 
uh, only Nike at the time was able to use his name. And I believe the court case, I, I don't know if it was an actual court case, but the example was used if there ever was a court case against him just by the court trying to summon him by his name. They were infringing on the contract between Michael Jordan and Nike. And as a result, they have to dismiss everything. Well, they would need Nike's permission to to sue or to bring or to summon Michael Jordan into a courtroom. So, like you said, basically by copywriting your all caps name, which is your vessel, um, that in of itself <laughs> empowered you greatly, you're, you're saying. And you don't have all to the stuff, all the it. stuff. No, all the stuff is all part of the empowerment. I'm just the one guy who's like, fuck it. If anybody says literally anything, I'm just going to fucking do it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what it is. If I hear some shit, I'm 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 going and I'm going to do it. I don't care. Like, And then I go and I do it and then I figure it all out or try it or fail at it or whatever. And then I write about it or I talk about it in a podcast or I put it in my course or I do whatever. That's basically all I do. Right. And that that's interesting because Mario and I both on this podcast constantly <laughs> say, you are more powerful than you believe you are. And well, the thing is, is that the the day that the the big, huge, monstrous, massive fucking realization that that you come to when you go down this rabbit hole for two fucking years and it's all you do and all you think about every single day and you sleep and you dream about it. uh, You you come to the realization that that, okay, in, in the world of electricity, Okay, you have you have direct current and you have alternating current. You guys know about that, right? Right. Yes. So with direct current is a battery. Direct current, like in a battery, the energy and the and the circuit only flows one direction. It goes from the plus side all the way around to all the different components and all the different little thingies. And then it comes back in at the negative side and then it comes out the positive side. It never switches polarity. You never have it, it doesn't flip back and forth, right? Right. So, so you have to have a battery and the battery goes down. It doesn't build sustainable energy to have direct current. Alternating current where it flip-flops negative, positive, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, you can create infinite energy using alternating current. Like, for example, the um, the the connections in your in your home on your walls. They don't need batteries to plug something into the wall. It's infinite, right? That's all alternating current right so the way it works is it's the same exact uh uh information it's the same exact operating basis in in finance so finance is basically a study of energy right so so money or credit credit really by definition it, it is based off of that of which can create an alternating current right the only thing that can create an alternating current is a human being. A human being exchanges things and creates things. Okay, uh, a car or a corporation that doesn't have any humans in it can't exchange or create anything. So the day that you realize that the source of all credit is you as an individual human being, it's a very empowering moment. Because you realize that you are the source of all of the credit that these corporations are vampirically using. You create all of the money. You create all of the credit. They don't give you credit. No one has ever given you credit. You don't have a credit score. You tell them how much credit you have. You tell them what your credit score is. And the day that you wake up and you realize that particular point 
it's extremely empowering because then the credit bureaus, all the fucking credit card companies, all the banks, they all become your little bitch. And that's the beauty of it. So what would you say to somebody who does have, you know, let's, let's say they have some outstanding credit, uh, credit card debts, or, you know, um, you know, other debts that are on their quote unquote credit score. It's all a joke. It's an absolute hilarious, laughable joke. Like literally like drinking rum, laughing to the point of tears, kind of a joke. So how would you discharge that? I mean, as far as what what would the process be? Is is this a process that you actually have in your like I said, I'm only, I've only gotten to video four. I think you're just starting to get into MCOs with vehicles and stuff. Right. Our listeners are gonna be wondering these questions yeah. is why we're asking. So so uh so so there's like eighty million different ways of doing it. There's so many fucking different ways. It's it's just un, it's overwhelming, literally. One of the ways you can do it is you can write up a fucking negotiable instrument, write up a promise to pay at some future time. Uh, I promise to pay this $62,215 at some point in the future. Sign it, send it in. That'll discharge the whole account. Uh, One of the things that I do a lot is I do what's called... Now, they might fuck around and pretend as though it's not discharged. So that's the other thing you got to realize. You have to know the laws and stuff like that. Oh, you do it. Oh, oh, hold on a second there, gentlemen. Uh, this law right here uh, states that you have to accept this negotiable instrument. You don't have a fucking choice. And they they pretend like they didn't get it and they do all the stuff. You can actually file lawsuits and you can actually do what's called commercial liens. And you can start seizing their assets if they don't follow the fucking law. That's a whole nother subject. I'm, I'm working on an advanced course. I'm going to put all this in the advanced course. It's obviously advanced, right? This right. is the this is the enforcement arm of all of this, right? Which is what I'm working out a lot of that information and technology right now as we speak. So, um uh you can do you can write up negotiable instruments, promises to pay, you can do uh debt validation. That's kind of more common. People people have been doing that for years. You make them validate the debt, a lot of times they can't and then it vanishes. Uh, my favorite, my favorite is, um, uh, is what's called a conditional acceptance, which I talk about a lot in the course. So, so, so in law, there's something called honor and dishonor, right? So, so a courtroom only sees disputes and the entire purpose of law is the settling of disputes, right? Uh, it's just that in this fucked up world we're in right now, where everything is commerce and everything is is corporate, corporate, they want to settle those disputes by creating bonds. That's the ultimate purpose, right? But it's still A versus B. <laughs> it's they want A versus B. They love they love um, uh, controversy. The, the the legal term for that is called controversy. Okay, controversy is how all the lawyers and all the judges and all the bonds get created. Everyone makes money as long as there's controversy, right? Everybody wants controversy because if there's the more controversy there is, the more money there is, the more bonds there are. Okay. So, um, and the, 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 the judges, which are bankers, they just, they just tell the, the lawyers, they'll, they'll bring both lawyers in the back and they'll say, Hey, you fuck over your client and you fuck over your client. And I'm going to create all these fucking bonds and I'll give you guys like 20% of all these fucking bonds. And then they go back into the courtroom and they just they just butcher their own clients and sign papers on their behalf. And then the lawyers all get fucking filthy rich and the judge gets filthy rich. Happens all the time. They just want to create bonds. It's all they want to do, right? So uh um 
uh oh man i totally lost my train of thought what was the question so there so so what's what's happening here is they're making money off of the people, right? They're they're, they're creating <laughs> these bonds. They're making the money off of people, and the people who who have all this debt. I mean, you hear these stories of people all the time, and and suicide cases. How many suicide cases are there simply because people think that they're in debt, they can't get out of this quote unquote debt, so they see no other way out, and you know, all of a sudden they off themselves, and then all of a sudden, what happens to that debt? Yeah, so so no one has any debt and no one has any money. That which is my point exactly. No one has a positive and no one has a negative. Basically, everyone's just pushing around IOUs. You don't it's have the- debt. Uh your debt doesn't exist and then you also don't have any money either. You don't make any profit. Everyone so so that's the beauty of nonprofits. A lot of people are like, "Oh, nonprofit is a church or or a charity." No. Everything is a nonprofit. Every single business that exists, unless the unless the so Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution states that uh, no state shall make any money, basically, uh, or or try to do anything and call it money that's not uh, silver and or gold coins, specifically the word coins. Okay, if you exchange or receive silver or gold coins, you are profiting. If you are exchanging or 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 moving around Federal Reserve notes, promissory notes, or anything of the sort, or securities, there is no positive and there is no negative. It's a deferred contract. It's a futures contract. There, there is no, you don't owe them anything. You can just write them a promissory note that states that you'll pay them this money at some point in the future and send it to them and the debt is gone. There is no debt. And there is no, you could have 850 trillion Federal Reserve notes in some bank account. That's not a positive. That's a zero. So you have, everyone's at zero. Everyone's at zero. It's monopoly money. They they didn't give you anything because they gave you a note. So you give them nothing. Yep. So it's nothing for nothing. Everything is nothing for nothing in this whole world, basically. There's only a few countries left that actually have real currency. And and ironically enough, the past three or four wars that we've had are all are all from these little weird little podunk fucking countries that have their own currency. So they're trying to wipe out the last of the few countries that actually have their own currency because the countries that have their own currency actually move around positive money. It's real money. They actually pay for things. That you actually pay for anything. I'm sorry. I I just I you said something really important there, and um, I want to bring this to everybody's attention. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when I I started getting into the weeds of this, I, I came to a realization, and that was this: you know, the World Economic Forum they have this whole idea in the future of you will own nothing and be happy. You already do. You, you already don't. That's exactly what I say. We already do. We already are yeah. renting our land. We're already renting our car. So, so a warranty deed or a guaranteed guarantor deed or whatever the fuck it's called for your home. If you look at the actual deed for your home, the, uh, there's many different types of deeds. A deed is not a deed. There are many different types of deeds. You have to look in a legal dictionary and clear up the words on your deed to find out what kind of deed you have. Chances are you have a shit deed. And that deed is basically a deed that says that you're an equi- you have an equitable interest in the property, but the property is actually owned by the county, which is why you pay property taxes. There's a way to get around all that. 
There's a guy named Rob or Ron Gibson. He has a book on what's called land patents, where you actually get a title history of the property that you live in. And you actually find the original land patent, which I believe, I don't know a whole lot about this. I believe the original land patents, you know, a long, long time ago, they were actually uh, originally signed by the president. What you do is you get that original land patent and then you 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 do something with it or you or you notarize it or you do something with it and then you file it with the county recorder and you do some stuff with it and you move the land patent into present time with your name on it. When you do that and you do it through the 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 BLS or the B, BL uh, BLM the Bureau of Land Management, which is a, a corporate uh, office that deals with. Um, property lines and meets and bounds and all that kind of thing. When you do a land patent, uh, that is when you actually own your property. So up until the point the land patent is completed, you do not own your property. You are you have an equitable interest in the property, right? So you do the land patent. Now what happens is once you complete the land patent, you could build a skyscraper with machine guns on it. Nothing they can do. And there's no... Um, you, you it, legally the the land itself and whatever's on it becomes a separate country, basically. So you basically have your own country at that point. Uh, so I once would, you do the uh, once you do the state national process, you're a foreigner, and then once you do the land the land patent process, now you have your own country, basically. So so you you're saying at this point. I could become my own country in my own area with my own my own set of rules or, or, or anything like that. Like if I wanted people, yeah. if I demanded people were nude when they walked on my fucking property, I could do that. Yeah. And, and, and as far as I know, theoretically, you could just kill them dead right there legally. Oh. Well, yeah, I can't invite them over to kill them, though, right? No, if they came on your property and and they were informed of what they needed to do to enter your country and they didn't follow the rules and you just pull out a fucking six shooter and shot them in the head, I'm not so sure anybody would even be able to do anything to you legally. So it goes that deep. That's how deep this rabbit hole goes. You are the king of that land. You are the monarch. They are right. entering the kingdom of Mario. And if the king shoots an intruder trespassing on the king's land, well, I'm not sure anybody can do anything about that. Right. Now, what I recommend, and I talk about it in my course, uh, you know, this is all just straight out of the law. I have not tested all of this. I have not done all this. There are some people who have. Everything that I talk about in this area specifically is all just theoretical. I know for a fact this is how it works. Uh, the killing someone on your property thing, that's a little bit theoretical. I don't really know how that would actually go in the real world. The bottom line is, is that what I strongly recommend for people that are looking, because there's a lot of people who contact me who are looking to set up completely external countries within these states that are like communes with little houses on them. I have one guy who's a really cool dude. He's a shaman and he builds all these little tiny homes and he fights with the fucking local county. And he's like, a, he's a young guy. He's super cool. Uh, he called me up and uh, we talked for a while. I, I strongly recommend, first off, I don't, you know, th there, there is no reason to disconnect from society and run off and, and, and be doing this kind of a thing. If you really want to do it, fine. But if you're trying to run away from the system, you don't need to do that. I live in L.A. I live in the heart of L.A. I have 
you know, firearms that would be considered, you know, illegal. I have this, I have that. It's all legal. I'm completely legal. I don't pay any state tax. I don't pay any sales tax. I don't pay any federal income tax. I don't do smog on my vehicle. I can't get pulled over. I drive an 800 horsepower uh, uh, custom built sports car, uh, Shelby GT500 that I love very much. Uh, I I do whatever the flying fuck I want. Uh, and, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And I live right in the heart of Los Angeles. So, um, you know, so what if you don't, what if need, I... you don't need to run off to the middle of fucking nowhere and live like a nomad and grow fucking blueberries? You know, you can, I'm not saying you can't. What I'm saying is that the, the way, the way that would work theoretically, okay. The way that would work theoretically is, what I would strongly recommend is a you you are a diplomat of your own foreign country. Why you would want to create war with the surrounding areas doesn't make sense to me. I feel like if you're going to do all this, you should be going to the sheriff's office and saying, I am a foreigner of this little area. It's a land patent. So I'm I'm separating it out. It's basically a different country. I know this sounds super fucking crazy, but you know, I'm here just because I'd like to create more of a relationship with you. Do you need anything? He's doing fucking God knows what soup drives. You know, a lot of sheriffs are pretty fucking cool. They have to be voted into office so they can't be fucking retards. They can't run around doing stupid shit uh, generally. So I, I think if you're going to do all that, first off, you should create a good relationship. You should have diplomatic uh, uh, connections with your local governments, the the county. The county can't do shit. I don't know why you'd make them your enemy, though. I mean, you don't have to do that. They know they can't do shit, so you just say, hey, boys, come on. Let's let's go out, get a couple beers. Shut the coexist. Fuck. You know what I mean? Let's coexist. You know what I mean? Um, so that, uh, that brings me to another question, though. Now, hold on, hold on. And then the other okay. thing is, is that I would post the contract in front of the entry to the country or property. So it's like, hey, this this zone is whatever. You could name it something or you could just say, look, th- this this is crazy. It's going to blow your fucking mind. But this area is zoned illegally as a separate country. You could even post like copies of the land patent out there that people can like, you know, how they have the little advertising things. It has the little top little flap. You pull a little flap. It says take one and yeah. it has a little flap and you open it and you pull one of the flyers out. I would have something like that and it would have the land patent on it and it would have the contract and it would say, Hey, look, here's the deal. You know, police are not allowed on this property. Uh, no one's allowed on this property. If you come on this property, these are the rules. Uh, you know, and if everybody's carrying firearms, you should, you should put it on the, on the contract. You need to know that if you come on this property, everybody's carrying guns, we know how to use them. And, and, you know, you don't need to be threatening. You should, you just want to give the person an idea of what are they, what are they doing? What are they walking into? They shouldn't be, if someone has no clue that this is a, a separate property, they have no clue about anything and they come onto your property. They, they don't, they don't get it. You know what I mean? And then something bad happens, you know, like, I don't know how that would work out for you, but, but if you post the fucking contract in in big, huge letters and you have flyers and it's like chill and it's like, not combative and it's like hey look here's a deal i know this is super fucking weird but this is actually what's going on here and they still come on your property and they still do some dumb shit i feel like at that point you'd be completely outside the law in terms of defending and doing whatever you feel necessary in that particular instance but i feel like in order for it to be 
a moral and ethical and legal tight situation, I feel like you would need to have that transparency about what is the agreement of your body entering this owned kingdom. You know Which what I mean? Which always helps. Yeah. That's basically the the main the main two points that I always tell these guys who call me uh, to keep in mind. That makes perfect sense. Um, I will ask you this, though. Have you ever come across a situation where maybe the corporation kind of, uh, you know, the corporation of the United States of British Columbia or whatever, they decide they want to push back to somebody who has become uh, uh, state nationalist, has their own, you know, kind of like foreign country like we were just talking about? Have they ever said, hey, you know what, we're going to declare war on you and good luck? no not unless the people who are doing it are the ones who declare war first which happens quite a lot very fucking stupid very very fucking stupid because then they would be ousting themselves they 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 go off and they do this stuff and then they start fighting with everybody it's like bro like yeah, why? You're 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 a foreign diplomat of your own little world. Why you're not finally you're not, have freedom. <laughs> you finally have freedom. True true freedom comes from good relationships. I mean, I mean hell, you could even say, you know, it's like that what's that movie? Schindler's List. Hmm. I mean, I mean having great relationships with even the fucking Nazis, you're going to have they're just going to wave you by and not fuck with you. And you know, you're going to have all the best dinners and all this kind of shit. And the other movie, what is it? Inglorious bastards is another one that kind of shows a lot of how that, how that works. You don't need to suck them off necessarily, but, but just having a good relationship with people is a type of freedom in itself. Very well said. I like that. Jeffrey, did you have any uh, questions for Brandon before we start wrapping this guy up? Uh, Great, great conversation here, and uh, I, I couldn't be happier having this discussion with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I got a million questions to be honest with you. Oh, but obviously, you don't have time. Uh, no, no, I can go. I can go as long as you guys want. I don't have shit going on, so I, I, I clear my whole day pretty much for these shows. Oh, okay, great. Um, oh well, shit, here we yeah, go. Right. So, um, first off, I want to bring to everybody's attention. Um, we see you, and and I've seen you in other YouTube videos. Your background, you actually have a specific type of flag and you know we talk about symbolism all the time here on the podcast and uh the flag that you have behind you is do you want to go ahead and describe the type of flag that you got behind you there the civil peace flag so the normal the normal american flag that you see everywhere is actually a wartime flag and then in courtrooms and on police officer uniforms you see the wartime flag with a gold fringe around it that's a totally different flag than just the normal wartime flag. The wartime flag is just a flag that's that's used during wartimes. The 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 gold fringe wartime flag is when you have a wartime but a martial law wartime. That's what the gold fringe means. So technically, and nobody knows this, I don't even think cops know this, but technically if you fly a wartime flag, especially a gold fringe one, fuck, in front of your house, what that symbolizes is that you are involved in the war and any soldiers 
that are involved in that war, if they need to garrison inside your home, it's an open invitation to garrison inside of your home. So technically in law, I don't even know if the courts even know this. If you're flying a wartime flag in front of your home, it's basically almost borderline like uh, uh, symbolism for approving a search warrant. Sort of. So a civil peace flag, which is where the stripes go up and down rather than from left to right, is basically the symbolism of a civil peace flag is I'm not involved in your war. I don't really want to have anything to do with your, with, the, with the war. You boys will be boys. Do your thing. I'm not involved. Don't want to be involved. Not going to be involved. That's what it means. Right. So then how my understanding of that to add to that would be, as you said, if, if you're flying the, the wartime flag outside of your home, is it is it true that technically uh, police don't even need a warrant to enter your home because you're giving quarter? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if the if anybody even knows about that. It's so esoteric knowledge that I'm not even sure. I don't I mean, yes, technically, I would probably say yes, but it's so far down the rabbit hole. It's just so uh, I have a whole video on flags and there's a, a an unclassified army manual that I actually go through on my course. I think it's video number 22. I can't uh, wait to get to that. I love symbolism. Yeah, we yeah, definitely so, need to get the links, uh, you know, any links that you have you want to share with us so we could post on our website as well. Um, you know, if you could, I don't know if, if you have, do you have our email directly? Cause I know I gave it to your representative. I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, really it's just my website. I don't really have anything else. I don't give away all the links and the reason why is because I make people wait day by day and I, uh, I clean the list based off of how people interact with the emails. Plus I do other email newsletters and stuff like that. So I don't just send the links out to the videos. Really? I don't like doing that. And I'm not a huge fan of when people do that because it does get shared a lot. Okay. I prefer people wait day by day, stay on the actual main line of the course. Cause then they're going to get, I get, I do tons of other information. I do. Uh, I write poetry type stuff. I tell stories. I do. Uh, I do updates. I do other podcast updates. I do uh, informational breakthroughs. I do all sorts of shit on my email newsletter that, if people are just sharing around the links, they're not going to see that any of that information. And if they're not clicking on the actual emails themselves, uh, they will get removed off the list and cleaned off the list. So, uh, and then also once I complete the advanced course, which is coming, you know, whatever, uh, it'll only be offered to people who have already completed the mainline course. So I tag people on my email list. Once they've completed the whole thing, they get a special tag, uh, or once they've received all of the videos, basically, I don't know if they've completed it, but once they've received all the videos, they get tagged. And then those people are the only ones who are going to get an invite into the advanced course. I'm not going to, I'm not going to broadly, I mean, people can share it, I guess, but I'm not going to broadly share a link on, on the advanced course. It's going to be only for the people who are on the list who have, who have gotten all the videos. Okay. So do you want to share the, the, uh, <laughs> The website. So, so, so some of our listeners want to start looking into this and st- want to start reading into your content and things like that. Do you, do you want to show? So, so, so the way my content works is it's, it's, it seems like a lot and it kind of is right. So, so I have multiple angles. So the first angle is the, the, the crux of everything, the backbone of everything 
is is on one stupid fuck.com which is the word one not the not the not the number uh uh, there's a web there's a, a page on there called state national theory that's the main 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 document it's about the size of a book it's all text that document anytime anything changes or anything updates that's the first place i go and that's the first thing that gets updated all the hottest best information is going to be on the state national theory page okay gets updated constantly okay uh the then then you have the contract killer video course which has a lot of information you're not going to find on the state national theory page necessarily because i'm like showing you a lot of things live on the computer uh that is a sign up process where you go on the email the email list and then you get one video per day for 39 days okay so 37 days is the main course and then i did two post course videos that are really fucking badass and uh, that's the contract killer course. Okay. Then we have the state national resources page. This is just a giant box of shit. Just all sorts of just random resources and links to this and links to documents and uh, definitions of all sorts of different crazy things and case law for all just just all sorts of random shit that a state national would need, as well as uh, a top 10 recommended book list, as well as a step by step guide for someone who doesn't know where to really get started and what to do. I have a step by step guide. I have. Uh, just just tons of just random resources basically is on the resources page. Okay. And then if somebody, uh, and then I have a podcast page. Okay. The podcast page is all of the shows that I'm a guest on other people's show. So you guys, when you give me the, the link for this show, once you guys are broadcasted or publish it, it's going to go on my podcast page. The podcast page is only for guest podcasts, which you'll see when you click on it, right? If you mm -hmm. want to see the podcast that I do on my show, you have to click the uh, the YouTube link at the top of my website, and that'll take you to my, my YouTube channel. Those are all the people that I have on my show. Now, these, these YouTube... Uh, these are really fascinating for people who are, who are going through the course or who have done the course. Uh, my YouTube channel is basically where myself and other people come together to talk about live research projects. Okay. A uh, very, very close friend of mine who I used to work with in New York City named Joe Lustica. He's the one who I usually have on the show. We do a show probably every four or five weeks, and it's a uh, two to three hours for each show. We go through the creation of affidavits that we're currently working on. We go through. Uh, basically, I told Joe one day, I said, Joe, you're doing all this stuff. I'm doing all this stuff. We talk on the phone all the time. Why don't we just do shows and just do all the shit that we normally do live? And he's like, this genius. So we started doing it. So uh, for people that are looking to, to see kind of like a lot of what we're doing, the deeper processes, the research projects, what we're thinking, how we're piecing it together, our actual thought processes, which I love because the, the more we can develop deep thinking on all of this stuff i mean this whole this whole system is going to go by by real fast because you, you you start off at sort of like a mechanical understanding you fill out this form in this way and you send it in and you kind of get it but meh. 
what what I'm trying to do with all this information and with the course and with the state national theory and the resources and the podcast is I'm trying to get everybody to be able to think uh, very, very lucidly on all of this, manufacturing money from scratch, manufacturing affidavits from scratch. Okay. If everyone can do that, it's over. It's game over. Literally. Like if, if a few thousand people can do that, it's fucking totally game over. We're going to take, we're going to, we're going to take everything back. Okay. Now the, the biggest, the biggest project that I'm working on right now by far, um, is basically so so the way law works okay and this is all on my uh public notice pages the public notice page is not necessarily really necessarily for just random people to read it's more like my public notice to everybody and all the corporations and all the government and everything right it's my public notice but uh it's a it's a much more advanced page that a lot of people don't take the time to read because it's it's more like my communication to the world in terms of my contracts so it's a it's a pretty advanced page right now the the most powerful breakthrough that i have is that so so everything in law has a definition section you go through any of the united states code or any of the code of federal regulations or any of the uniform commercial code and every single section or subsection has a definition definition section right and everything's very defined and the definitions is basically the very, very first thing in all of law, even in motions, even in court cases and everything, the the definitions is the beginning, right? Now, what people don't realize is that the reason why law is so complicated and psychotic is because anyone can define any word in any way. And if both parties agree to the contract, that word now means that thing. I can define uh, I can define a table and say the word table means uh, a purple elephant that's 24 years old that lives in eastern Zimbabwe and sleeps four hours per night. And as long as the other person doesn't say, no, I don't want that definition, that's now what a table means. Okay. So what I'm working on is I'm working on a dictionary. I basically just finished the first version. It's on my state national, uh, it's on my public notice page. I just scroll down. It starts off and it has the word novation in red letters. So the word novation means a change in a contract. So if you change anything in a contract, it's called a novation. If you change the definitions, that's a novation. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm redefining all of the key words that are the entire skeletal structure of the entire corporate slave system. So I'm basically reprogramming the entire matrix. What's going to happen is, is that a person's going to take all of these special definitions that I created. They're going to turn it into an affidavit and they're going to send that affidavit to all the 15 main departments of the government. The government has 30 days to respond and redefine every single individual word in the dictionary. If they fail to do so, the dictionary activates after 30 days. There's nothing they can do about it. As soon as the dictionary activates, it blows out the entire slave system and you are completely and utterly free. Even if you haven't filed any documentation, it doesn't make any difference. All your debts are obliterated. 
All your statuses are completely changed. There's absolutely nothing you can do. And you literally own the entire government in a gimp suit. Because the contract itself has been completely changed. You have completely changed the entire skeletal structure of the actual code, the actual like HTML code of the entire design of the entire system itself. So basically what I'm understanding with this, when you say law is, is as long as the definition is agreed upon and the other person, the other party acquiesces, it's basically whatever you want. Exactly. And Acquiescence I, is the key word. That's the right. key word. And I, I noticed that that's the, that's the function that they use whenever you agree to being a U.S. <laughs> citizen. The second you acquiesce to checking that mark off on any form, you've given over your power to the corporation of the United States and they can do whatever you want. Yeah. And then, and then for your listeners, just so, just so we don't go over their head, cause that, that this can go over their head super fast. Acquiescence means to fail to say no or to fail to correct an offer. So if they offer a, a definition of table and that definition is a pink elephant in Eastern Zimbabwe, and you don't say a goddamn thing and you don't shake your head and you don't say no, or you don't say, I'd rather it be a purple one, but I'm willing to, to work with that definition. If you say nothing, it's called acquiescence. Acquiescence I, is the same as consent in the law. Right. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because I think it's important with the social structures that we've had recently, whenever the, <laughs> the medical industry or, or big pharma or the United States, you know, the government, mm -hmm. they've come out and said, no, no, no. A vaccination definition isn't something that helps cure disease, but it's actually a therapy. So they completely changed that definition and no one said anything. So they're like, okay, well, that's the new definition. It's a therapy, not a actual vaccination. They do that with everything. They, uh, the ATF, uh, because of the um, these special triggers that were that were created from um, uh, Graves, powered by Graves or something like that. There was this awesome company, uh, fully automatic machine gun triggers. So, so, so the way that the a machine gun was was defined previously by the ATF, it had to do with the bolt structure, and it had to do with the little clickers on the side where you can do semi-auto, full auto, right? This little trigger got around that definition entirely because it has nothing to do with the bolt section of the firearm. It has to do with the trigger itself, and they had this proprietary thing that was this proprietary thing, and it was basically a way to build a completely legal machine gun. Uh, the ATF very, very rapidly changed the definition of what a machine gun is. So, yes, this has always been their game. This is their game. Their game is when they're trying to do something or they're, or they're getting fucked by somebody who's got them figured out, they change the definitions and they change the definitions through acquiescence. So all I'm doing is I'm doing the exact same thing to them that they're doing to us. You're giving the middle finger to right. the establishment and we love it. Yeah, exactly. So the, the beauty of, of a dictionary novation is that it's totally non-combative. It's just, hey, I am I'm redefining our contract. And here's a dictionary. And if you guys don't like these definitions, then then as per the rules of an affidavit, you need to explicitly respond to each individual definition and you need to tell me which definition that you're using and you need to explicitly define each of these words as a rebuttal now even if they rebut 
all of the words or some of the words, which they won't, you still have the choice to then rebut back. It doesn't mean that you now have to acquiesce. It's now basically what you're doing is it's, it's, it's now a negotiations are now currently occurring as regards to which definitions will be active involving all commerce transactions. That includes the police and the courts. Hmm. And I also, I also recognize that this, this line of thinking uh, now this might be going a little bit deep here, but I, I noticed on one of your videos, you all also uh, said something that I hadn't heard anybody else talk about. And that was whenever we talk about law, it talks about the law in forms of being a man or a woman. And uh, recently we've, we've been having these ideas about this dysphoria, this gender dysphoria. <laughs> and I, I, I agree with you. I think some of it might have to do with confusing people under the guise of, hey, I'm not a man or a woman, I'm X or, or Z. And in doing so, they've kind of lost their power. And now, they in law, only men and women have any rights, right? So so once you get back onto your state, you regain all of your human rights, right? As part of the location of where you're at. But even if you're on the original California Republic, and and you're filed as a Californian, but you're not a man or a woman. Doesn't matter. You're just a cardboard box that happens. You're to still be a U.S. Kid. citizen if you're not a man or a woman. And you're that, not. A, you're well. You're not a U.S. citizen. You're right. not a U.S. citizen, but you're also not really a. You're not really a, a state national kind of sort of at that point either. You're you're sort of just this like thing, basically, with no rights. Yeah, you're basically kind of almost like stateless at that point. And uh, that's right. why I think these definitions are so important. And, and for our listeners, it's kind of like this, as I was coming into this information, my mind was getting blown like at every corner. I'm thinking, holy crap, that's, that's why this element is is happening in, in society. And then all, all of a sudden I, I learned something new from you or, or Hauser, or many different subject or many different sources. And at every turn I'm thinking, well, what seemed crazy before didn't make sense now makes sense, right? It gives gravitas to the stupid shit that they're doing, right? Well, well, you you you'll be shocked because people are people always tell me the same thing, especially people who are new to all this. Oh, government will never do any of this. They're gonna get locked up. The, the truth is, is that is that a you create your own relationships. I don't have a problem with the foreign world, the foreign corporation known as District of Columbia. I don't give a flying fuck, bro. I'm just as angry at fucking District of Columbia as I am at Saudi Arabia. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. They're way over there. They do whatever they do in their little 10-mile sandbox, you know, whatever. I could fucking care less. I'm not at war. You also got to think, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of different things. Like, for example, I found a lot of different definitions and a lot of different things, right? Like, for example, uh, foreign governments. Hold on one second. Foreign a foreign government uh by definition so uh title 18 uh title 18 is a section of the united states code that gets into mainly um like criminal penalties and and law enforcement and that kind of thing right so title 18 united states code subsection 11 uh, in that, in that, so on on uh, on Google, you would type in eighteen space USC space eleven one one like that. Uh, it'll pop up. You go to uh, Cornell University, and then that's the definition of foreign government. 
uh, a foreign government, uh, the term foreign government, as used in this title, except in some certain specific sections, this definition does not apply, but in general, this is the main one that applies, includes any government, faction, or body of insurgents within a country with which the United States is at peace, irrespective of recognition by the United States. So what that means is if you if you land patent an area and you and you have your own little country and you write a little letter and you send it into the Department of Defense and you say, hey, I just want to let you know we have this little country here and we're at peace and you know we're we're we just don't want there to be any any unclear anything. We're not some weird uh you know, building firearms and planning to blow up the the city hall or something like that, right? Now, irregardless of them officially recognizing you, as long as you're at peace, because I'm I'm actually a foreign diplomat of my own little world, and and my apartment is essentially as per eighteen United States Code one one two. It's basically uh, like a foreign diplomatic zone, essentially in law, right? So so I'm at peace and I make it very clear that I'm at peace with uh, the United States, which is defined as the District of Columbia. So so they don't need to, by their own definition, they don't need to recognize you or recognize your peace as long as you're just simply at peace. You are defined as a foreign government. I am literally legally defined as a foreign government. You don't need a land patent to set up land in order to have a government. You are the government of, of your world wherever you are. You are a, a foreign diplomat of your government, your world, right? So so my world is doesn't really have a name. It just is what it is. And I'm a uh a foreign government, right? So so in 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 Title 18, section uh, 18 USC 112. Uh, this one is called uh, Protection of Foreign Officials, Official Guests, and Internationally Protected Persons, right? And these are the different terms that are used to describe a state national. So a state national, as per their shit, you know, they have all these different names for us. They have the word foreign government. They have the word, uh, the term foreign official. They have the term internationally protected person. They have the term international organization. They have the term national of the United States. That's the one that people know the most. And then they have a term official guest. So any of these terms can be used to describe yourself. So if I, if someone said, are you a U.S. citizen? And I, I could respond, no, I'm a one of those six terms. I could say, no, I'm an official guest. And they would be like, oh, you're some kind of royalty or something. Well, that's true. Technically, I am. And I'm protected as royalty under Title 18, Section 112. So uh, so the way it works is you're basically a, a foreign diplomatic royalty that that has their own legal country. And you operate that legal country with your own rules and codes and, and the rules and codes of uh, the District of Columbia have nothing to do with that. So you basically, you could even write up a peace treaty and you can mail it into the Department of Defense. 
So you you literally are the the king of your own sovereign domain at that point. Once you so become that, so so you know people laugh over this word sovereign. I don't use it a whole lot because people it's just way too high on the on the scale for people to be able to understand. But at this point in the conversation, you're starting to see that the word sovereign means king or queen, and that's right. essentially where you wind up eventually. But I don't care what anybody says. Paperwork does not make you a sovereign. It's it's the 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 ability to be of value, the ability to create good relationships, the ability to communicate, the ability to help other people is far more important uh, than carrying firearms, being a good shot and having some stupid ass paperwork filed, in my opinion, uh, because paperwork and 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 guns is only going to get you an inch. It's not going to take you to 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 sovereign. Sovereign is is a is a it's an emotional attitude. It's a mentality. It's a behavior. It's an operating. It's a lifestyle. Right. So basically, not only if if this is something that you want to attack, I guess great advice would be make sure you understand all this material, you know, yeah, inside and out. But if you if you decide to take this, not only are you taking back your freedom, but you're also taking on the responsibility. Of being a king, and that means carrying yourself like a king, and being responsible, and, and creating good relationships, and and whatnot. Exactly, and that's why I do all this for free, and I give it all away for free, and and I'm I'm definitely going to be making money with all this at some point in time. I mean, there's literally billions of dollars floating around in this space. Uh, you know, with the, I have a a five hundred billion dollar contract that I'm trying to open up with the United States Treasury. I have twelve million dollars that I'm trying to access my trust account with that I sent in. I've got uh, an Amex black card that I'm trying to get Amex to issue to me. I've got infinite money in every single direction. I just haven't had anything actually break yet. So I'm just pushing on all these different directions, but I also own a business and I also have a, a, a couple of side projects that I actually like work and exchange, you know, federal reserve notes. So, um, but I finance all of this myself. Uh, I have merch line and I have two books that I've written that I sell, but I mean, frankly, in, 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 in total, uh, honesty, I don't really sell hardly any of that. Uh, it's pretty much just all out of pocket financed. It's kind of like what we're doing now with this podcast. I mean, everything we do here, um, one of the things we've always been adamant on and, and, and is not, uh, you know, sponsorships, you know, we, we never wanted to take on any type of sponsorship with the podcast because we didn't want people thinking that, uh, you know, once you get sponsorships or outside entities involved in what you're doing, you know, then the idea of, well, they're not saying this because of <laughs> this, you know, sponsorship or that's, Oh yeah. Well, so that's that why, that's why, I mean, that's why I haven't really taken on a lot of clients. That's why I kind of like keep to myself. Cause I'm, I, I'm 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 digging and I'm digging and I'm digging and now I, I'm I have this like giant excavator backhoe looking thing and I'm I'm just going down. I'm like I see infinite money uh through the creation of of currency and then and then forcing other places to take it or exchanging your creation of currency with the Federal Reserve Federal Reserve notes. It's infinite money. Literally. It's just infinite money. So I have like these different angles of infinite money I'm trying to crack. I'm like, fuck that. Why would I go and work and exchange Federal Reserve notes for 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 labor when I have plenty of of money on hand and I literally am digging towards infinite money? Like, and it's gonna crack at some point. That's where you're so, at right now. That's that's your 
situation. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just burrowing, man. I'm like a gopher. I'm going straight at infinite money. I'm doing a lot of other shit too, but, but I'm just thinking in my head, like if, once I crack infinite money, uh, then, then at that point, uh, I don't have to do any other shit and I can start to move into research full, full, full time. Well, if you're not, if you're not in research full time right now, then I can't imagine what kind of uh, research you'd come up yeah. with if, if you had all your time dedicated and, and to this. And that's something that we talk about consistently. You know, we love doing the podcasts and everything and looking into different things and getting into research as much as possible. But it's, you know, it's, it's easy to be kept in the dark whenever, you know, obviously the, the, the institution that you're born into is designed to keep you in the dark. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's all the stuff is all locatable in the United States code. It's all there. Uh, they just don't broadcast it at all. And they, they're just like, everyone has a responsibility to learn all this shit on their own. We're not going to teach anybody anything. We're not going to like educate anyone on any of this, but it's literally all there. And it's like, sometimes they'll like pretend Things are a certain way, like the banks, like, oh, you didn't pay your bill, bro. I will laugh. I will spit on your face, bro. Like I have so many fucking laws that I have found and you start talking about some of this stuff and they just were really sorry. Mr. Williams wipe the dead. We're so sorry. Please don't kill us. <laughs> Very nice. It's like, it's, it's so you don't need to start screaming and, and pull your pistol out. You literally don't need to do shit. You're just like, uh, guys, 18 USC, 891, section one, section four, you're fucked. Like, He's going to call them out on their bullshit. It's literally that easy. Yeah. So, so, uh, it's, 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 it's King level shit. And, and when you get to the, the certain point where you really, really start to nail it, it's, it's legit King. Like there's nothing, there's not even anything to get mad about anymore. There's nothing to even be emotional about. There's nothing to even, you don't even need to carry a firearm. There's nothing to defend. There's nothing to do. You don't need to do anything. Freedom. It's complete. You just stand there and you're just, yeah, you're just untouchable. You just, you create money, you create the law, you create the definitions, you reprogram the game whenever you want. You have infinite money. No one can touch you. Uh, What is there to be, what is there to be scared of? Can they kill you dead and show up and, and, and yeah, of course. I mean, that there's nothing you can do about that. They could do that now. They could do that now. I mean, there's nothing that they're, 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 you, you could get bodyguards. Yes. But I'll tell you right now, if they want you fucking dead, you're dead. I don't care if you have 16 bodyguards, you are a fucking dead man. So I don't even like, what are you going to do? You're not going to do shit. Right. The only way you can survive is to have good relations with your environment. That's it. That's it. No, no machine guns and missiles and bombs and fucking guard dogs are going to do that. Because I mean, think about it. If you have four fucking uh, uh, bodyguards, dude, a little podunk militia of dudes who wear fucking jean overalls with their fucking double barrel shotguns come rushing up on all your boys. And and they they hit you and you didn't see them coming because you're walking down the street and they get out of a car behind you. It doesn't matter. You have four fucking uh, uh, bodyguards. They got eight dudes, eight hicks with fucking shotguns. You're done. Like it ain't that fucking hard to take someone out. Right. 
Well, I think Jeffro has one more question before we wrap this one up, Brandon. Yeah, um, I yeah. Um, I did have a friend who is a good friend of the podcast and uh his his fiance. Uh she lives in Oklahoma and uh, we talked about this off air. Oh yeah, 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 the Native American. I, I thing, did yeah. want to ask this question um for those of our listeners who also carry uh, I believe they're called native cards where they're half Native American or quarter Native American. Do they have to do the same kind of thing to disassociate themselves with the the tribal um, entities like like we would with the U.S. governments? No, I don't think so. I don't know a lot about this this area, but basically, like a, a lot of the a lot of the Indian tribes and stuff like that, they're already all state nationals. They know about all this shit. They're smart, man. Um, they're very close. They don't talk about it because they're so used to getting fucking raped and pillaged that they don't they don't want to open their mouth. They think they're going to get fucking raided. Um, from my experiences, anyways, I, I haven't had a lot of experiences with this. Chances are the tribe is probably you know these people are very very um, uh, informed on a lot of this stuff and and chances are it's probably some kind of like private irrevocable trust type of situation where you know I don't really know exactly how all that would work uh, I don't know but maybe just have her go down to her local representation uh, tribal representation and sort of bring up you know. You know, honestly, it's so funny because I would say if, if someone asked me, Brandon, where, where almost nobody literally on the whole fucking planet knows almost anything about any of this, even in the government. Right. But like theoretically in my head, now that I think about it, actually like like tribal representation type. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they knew about some of this shit. They're probably like maybe one of the only people. That I could even think of off the top of my head that 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 if I heard somebody was like, oh, I went down to my tribal representative and they showed me how to do the passport and how to revoke my election to be a, a United States citizen and all this, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, actually. I mean, honest with you. Um hmm. a lot of there's a lot of tribal related law uh statute in the United States Code that weaves into and out of the state national stuff. I've seen it many times. So I, 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 it's, it's a close relative, if not literally in this zone. I okay, just, so don't she know, may have some... I don't know exactly how it all, all how it all works. Exactly. I, I would definitely recommend anyone who's tribal to, to get their passport straightened out and to, to revoke their election, to be treated as though they're a resident alien of, of the district of Columbia to go through these processes and stuff like that. But I don't imagine you would really, it would really change any sort of tribal. I don't think it would really do anything to that. I don't think so. Okay. So it might actually benefit her if she's part of a quote unquote, another nation, right. Under those, under that idea. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly how all that shit's filed. It might even be a thing where, where she wouldn't file with her passport with state, uh, you know, uh, 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 Oklahoma Republic, she would actually file a passport as a representation of this tribe. Uh, let's just say, you know, Apache. I, you know, I don't know shit. So let's just say Apache tribe. You know, it might be a situation where it's like, no, there's like this zoned area that actually has a land patent, and it's this, it's an actual place called Apache Tribe Village, and she would get a passport under that actually. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't even be in in Oklahoma 
republic, she would actually be in Apache tribe territory. And and that would actually be in the explanatory statement that would be attached to the passport application form that she would use to get a very special, unique type of passport that would pull her out of the jurisdiction of all the cops and all the bullshit. Hmm, interesting. Something to look into, definitely. Because I know, I know a lot of from from auxiliary experience with tribes and stuff like that, they're so like untrusting and they try to stay so insular. Uh maybe they don't know about a lot of this because if they if they did know more about this they would realize that if they did their passports properly they could they could travel freely and they could go wherever they want and no one would really fuck with them so they wouldn't need to be so insular if they're worried about all the bullshit associated with how this society is run which is pretty fucked up uh if they if they did all this and sorted all this out and handled these contracts they 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 wouldn't have these issues they would be able to freely go and do whatever the fuck they want and they wouldn't be fucked with or accosted or taxed. Right. And that's the goal for all of us. Right. I mean, that, I think that's the reason why uh, we were so excited to have you on was people coming to the realization that currently, if, if you hadn't known about any of this information, you're really underneath the thumb of authority and and we didn't even know it. And Slavery. this awakening of, of people saying, Hey, wait a minute. You know, there's a lot of shit going on and I, I need to find a way out. And this is almost like a crescendo of a lot of the podcasts that Mario and I have done. It, it relates right. to a lot of the information. And um, I'm super excited to, to learn more about this information because it is, for me personally, a lot of information. You give a lot of great information and, and a lot of the other sources give a lot of great information, but it's overwhelming. And I want to make sure before I take that next step. I understand everything completely. Yeah, it's it's all very overwhelming. Uh, you know, I I I took breaks. I took breaks. I mean, God, even even this last all through December and most of January, I did, I really didn't do shit. I was just kind of chilling. Uh, I was going through a very intense uh, holiday laziness period, uh, and I just didn't even really read or do anything. Uh, I was doing some shows, but maybe like once a week I'd do a show twice a week but um uh you know i i go back and forth i've gone back and forth many many times where i'll, I'll be because i get so obsessed and i go down so many rabbit holes and then and then the rabbit holes start to kind of dry up and by the end i'm just kind of like fuck man i need like a week off and kill me you know so uh i do a week off two weeks off three weeks off you know i even say like you'll, you'll see video number five video number six video number five in the free course is is a is a it's where things start to get hot and heavy man number five is you think you think the first few are are heavy duty five is like getting blasted with a fucking laser rifle um so you know five is 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 a big jump up from the first four huge so you know uh i even say in five and six you know uh if it's if it's just blowing your skull apart, just just chill for a little bit, you know. Uh it's hard to absorb all that information that quickly because like you said at the beginning of this podcast, it's a completely different way of thinking. Completely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 completely out of the 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 financial zone, you're completely out of the legal zone, you're completely out of law enforcement. Uh, you don't have anything to do with your your governments that you thought you had something to do with. You're, you're out of those. You don't have all your contracts. You start reading contracts. You start reading lease agreements. You start crossing shit out, redefining words. They just accept it because they don't fucking understand what the flying fuck you're doing. Uh, 
you you become you you call all the shots you define everything and everything you you are the king man you really are <laughs> well let me ask you this brandon do you have any questions for us before we uh sign off here <laughs> no no i mean if you guys if you guys want to end off that's cool I'm, I'm willing to keep going or we can end off whatever you guys want to do i'm fine oh man i i have a million questions but i don't know if uh I tell I you what, can, it would be over. I would love to have you back because I, I know, that? yeah, because I, I know our listeners they're they're going to be intrigued by this. Oh, we're going to get of, hit with so many questions yeah. after this. So I, I'm thinking maybe after you guys have I, any other pr- primary things you think they might ask that we can hit up right now, real quick, before we end off. Um, I know uh, some friends of mine were asking, uh, what's the difficulty of of getting access to these forms? Are they something that they can? uh print off the internet uh so this is a great question 90 96 of all of this is definitions and mindset seriously i'm not kidding all the paperwork and all the bullshit is like it's like four percent of all of this really the depth you focus on the definitions of the words and you keep your nose in the black's law dictionary uh on my state national theory page um, at the very top of the page, I have uh, the first six versions of Black's Law available for download in PDF format. You want to get my favorite is the fourth edition. And Black's Law is a, a dictionary of legal terms, correct? Yeah. Now, now, now it's it's a little bit more than that. Uh, and a lot of people don't take the time to fully clarify this. So, and actually, it's funny. Someone just messaged me that the Black's Law first edition ends at letter O, and I'm looking at it now, and it looks like that's true. I may have to find another version of the first edition and repost this. It looks like it's just a half, the first half of the first edition. Anyways, the first edition, I don't even really use. I like the fourth, and Christopher Hauser's favorite is also the fourth. Uh, if you want to keep it simple, I recommend you just download the fourth and put it on your phone, put it on your everything. You want every goddamn thing. You do, you don't even want to go to take a shit without having that thing somewhere to hand. Okay, uh, I have it on my on the front page of my phone, right there. I can hit it and it pulls up on my phone. Um, it's on all my devices, on my computer over here, on my laptop, all on my desktop, everywhere. Fourth edition is now. Now what? What Black's Law is, it's a little bit more than just a dictionary. It's a dictionary of the definitions of words, and the definitions of the words come from a court case. So these people stand around, and they're talking about what citizen means, or what machine gun means, or what this means, or what that means. God knows, a weeks or days, and then at the end... They say, look, we've talked about what machine gun means for for like six days, and and we finally figured out this is for sure what the definition of machine gun is. That final word of what that term or word means, that now goes into this dictionary. So it's 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 these are all definitions that come out of the legal system. And what's what's cool about it is the, all the definitions that come before 1871 all come from the original non-incorporated government of the United States of America. Real shit, real law, right? And then all the stuff that comes after 1871 
you start moving into the corporation and statute. But but I mean, honestly, even even a lot of the definitions that go even into the 1950s, 1960s, uh, almost every single word that you've ever seen used anywhere on any form or even in life is a completely different definition than what you've thought it was your whole life. You are going to completely be reborn into the existence. It is literally like Neo going and waking up in that little pod and he's hooked up to the fucking things and he comes out and it's really uncomfortable and he gets to drop down to that water and then Ebenezer picks him up. It's the, it's the exact same process when you start to look into all this, because you realize that you, you, you were living in a completely false reality everything that you think and all the tax forms and all the contracts and everything you've ever signed and all these agreements and your banking and everything is so far from what you think it is. It's unbelievable. Right. So for example, to your point, one of the things that I noticed was uh, tax, the word tax itself actually means, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it means gift yeah, or, or donation. Yeah. A tax is a contribution imposed. So uh, a tax is a gift. And when you start reading about uh, your payments that go into Social Security and you start reading about the payments that go into the taxes and you start reading about all this stuff and I have all the laws and stuff cold on all of that on my resources page or my theory page, it's all classified as gifts. Everything. All taxes are gifts. And and whenever I first heard that, that kind of really blew my mind. Another one was a apply right apply is to beg for it or to like any any application any of us here in the in the real world that doesn't know this information anytime you fill out an application you're begging for a service yeah you're 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 saying when you apply for something you're saying i don't have like, when you apply for a driver's license you're what you're saying in that contract or in that communication is you're saying i am not an american i don't have the right to travel so can you please give me a license to travel because I don't have I, I you're waiving your rights. You're basically waiving being an American when you get a driver's license. Right. And that goes into the whole idea of we don't actually own anything. We're actually renting everything when we get into vehicles or automobiles. Um if you don't have the MCO, the the I believe that stands for manufacturing certificate of origin manufacturers it's the manufacturer so the mco is the birth certificate of the vehicle it right. looks like a birth certificate it's on bond paper you can look them up on the internet just type in manufacturer certificate of origin or manufacturer's uh statement of origin you can type in either one of those and go to google and look up images and they're they're pretty small i think they're probably like uh the size of like a small piece of paper and uh, they're on bond paper and they have the uh, it's the birth certificate of the vehicle it has the weight, the date it was produced, the VIN number uh, and various information from the um, from the manufacturer. And then when, when it goes to the dealer, when you buy the vehicle and the dealer says to you, would you like to spend $215 for a license and registration? And you say, yes. What you're, what's what happens legally in that moment is the dealership sends the MCO to the state. The state keeps the MCO now owns the vehicle. 
So you, you, you just gifted your vehicle to the state. You just gave it the whole thing to them entirely for free after paying it off entirely for right there live. Uh, and then they issue a certificate of title and the legal definition of the word certificate means evidence that something exists someplace else. Right. And then so a certificate of they- title is a piece of paper, like a pink slip. It's a piece of paper that shows that there's a title somewhere else. Right. And since they own the vehicle and all your rights, because you sign them over as a U.S. citizen, this is why they can tell you how fast to drive. This is why they can tell you. Yep. you need so, insurance- so there's two areas of jurisdiction. Uh, area number one is person jurisdiction. Now, the way that they get person jurisdiction over your body, over you as an individual, is through the U.S. citizen slash state national thing. So if you're a state national, they don't have person jurisdiction. If you're a U.S. citizen, they have person jurisdiction. Then they have subject matter jurisdiction, which is a different type of jurisdiction. So so subject matter jurisdiction would be the vehicle in question. Them having the MCO gives them subject matter jurisdiction. So if I'm driving a vehicle, they can have subject matter jurisdiction. They could do something with the vehicle, but they just can't do anything with me. Okay. So, so. To, tr- to truly drive free, you have to break uh, person jurisdiction, uh, and you also have to um, break subject matter jurisdiction. So if you have your passport and your state national and you have your MCO, you are completely fucking untouchable. As long as you don't do any bodily injury to somebody else or destroy, yeah, you can't be like you know, you know, you got to think too. Again, relations are everything. I mean, if I had some piece of shit running around here, who was a state national with an MCO smashing into people, I, I, you, you can, you can get mobbed justice at some point. I don't know, if I shoot this guy dead in the street, you know what I mean? So it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Relationships and 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 your relations as a foreign diplomat still trump all of this. It's no different than getting pulled over if you're a U.S. citizen and you're good at relations with the police officer and they go, hey, you're a cool dude. And they let you go. Same shit. Right, Same right. thing. It's just I this. Mean, if you have all the paperwork in the world and you're a fucking complete asshole, you're going to get your ass beat. You're going to get cuffed. You're going to get God knows what. I don't, you know, it's just relations trump all this, all this paperwork. Right. Absolutely. And I just, I, my mind just keeps going back to the whole idea of you will own nothing. And I, when they talk about spreading democracy, I almost wonder if what they're trying to do <laughs> is actually just, you know, spread this type of democracy, the democracy of actually owning everything and, and controlling all the world's population. Well, since 1933, we've been in a complete bankruptcy. OK, when you dig far enough in the law, the way it's supposed to work ever since 1933 is anything you want. You get a bill and you send it to the government and the government pays it for you. We've been in a completely socialistic system since 1933. There has been no money and legally and lawfully what people are literally supposed to be doing is sending their bills to the government and the government pays or discharges the bill. And you're talking like utility bills, everything at all, everything. Every say something about legal and lawful because I actually heard a definition, um, but I haven't been able to confirm. It. I don't know if you can confirm this or not, but I've heard the phrase what's legal is not lawful and what's lawful is not legal. So so legal refers to statute. Statute is basically corporate bylaws or bylaws 
that apply only and explicitly to a specific group. A U.S. citizen is part of the government. Thus, they have to follow the government's statutes, which is the United States Code, the Code of Federal Regulations, and then the, the the uniform commercial code is more of like an international thing. That's like that's like the the bankers' big huge baby. the The UCC what they want to do is they want to use the UCC to replace all laws everywhere in every country. That's what they're going to be. The UCC is what they want to create. The UCC is their is their world, the the new law for the new one world government is the uniform commercial code. Right. So, yeah, it, it seems nefarious to me. Um, you also said something about bankruptcy in 1933. And uh, I found a website. It was saying something along the lines of, and I couldn't really believe this at first, but actually it, it says that the Constitution had been bankrupt four times, four different times. The Constitution or the government? Or I guess the government. And as a result, they created four <laughs> separate constitutions. constitutions yeah. And, Probably, uh, yeah. I know there's like two or three. Yeah, I mean, you have the constant, you have the the Constitution for the United States of America, the Constitution of the United. Right, right. That's what one this word. Is yeah, right. So the first one was the Constitution for the United States of America with uh, U and United States lowercase. Then the second one in uh, 1859 to 1863, and these all seem to correlate with wars. Like the second one correlates with the Civil War. It was called the. Uh, the constitution of the United States of America. And then the one I that's think that's when they incorporated that's the that's the incorporated one. That one. Right. There. And then in 1933, there's one that's called the Constitution of the United States. And then there was a final one in 1999, the 2003, which is interesting because we've also obviously have talked <laughs> about September 11th and the trillions of dollars that was missing prior to. Right. And this one was called when they re- refiled, it was a filed chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, they created this constitution called the United States Constitution, period. Yeah. So, yeah, and United Brandon's States point. means the corporation. Right, right, exactly. To Brandon's point, and even when that corporation, you know, goes quote unquote bankrupt, they just reinvent it. To his yeah, point, just it doesn't, it. nothing exists. Yeah. Yeah, they just, just they just money. melt it all down and and bankrupt it and just open up another corporation and yeah I'm I mean United States was might have been in the second incorporated element and District of Columbia was the first one and then the second one was probably United States and then and then maybe the third one was Washington D.C. because there's there's like four three or four ways that they name it so right. have, those names might have come from each of these bankers I don't know I don't know all I right. know is in 1933. They they did the that that time period that was the gold abrogation that's when they seized all the silver and gold and they and they and they changed the monetary system over to so basically when you go on the internet mm. you start looking at all this shit during 1933 you find something called HDR 192 everyone's talking about it. HDR 192 it's it's House Joint Resolution 192 right so so House Joint Resolution 192 is all about that that's the part when they changed the monetary system and they went from silver and gold backed coins and, and paper money that represented silver to this whole weird discharge system where anyone can send in any bills to the government and the government's supposed to pay everything for everybody. That's, that's, that's what HDR 192 was. And then HDR 192 became what's called public law 73 dash 10. And then that became something else. And then they basically cut a lot of it up and they sprinkled it throughout the U.S. code and all this kind of a thing, right? So basically, 
the the way it works and you can see a lot of it in uh uh 18 USC 891 uh subsection 1 through 4 that's the big boy when i found that one i was like holy shit that's basically hjr 192 but when you find when you find some of the stuff in the united states code it, it it's very very powerful because the united states code is what everybody knows as that's the current version of everything right so when you name some of this old ass shit, they just kind of disregard you. But when you start finding this shit in the United States code and you stick it in their face, they get very nervous, very fast. So, uh, uh, title 18 USC, uh, section eight ninety one subsection one through four, uh, really describes, uh, HDR one nine two and public law 73 dash 10 in a, in a tiny little nutshell, all, all debts deferred. And it's all just horse shit. It's all just, promises to pay in the future at some point in time. And uh, it's all uh, actually uh, title 18 section 891 subsection one through four defines a repayment as a discharge. Hmm. The word discharge and the word repayment mean the exact same thing in law. Now, are they paying like, is this something reference to the public charitable trust that was created in 1933? I don't know because the thing is, is that, is that, is that when you discharge all the stuff, you can discharge it in so many different ways. You can discharge it off of maybe that. You can discharge it off of your your SESTKV trust. You can discharge it by manufacturing currency and sending it in. You can discharge it by having them uh, validate the the loan. And if they can't do it, it goes away. You can do a conditional acceptance, which is my favorite thing to do, which is where you say, I conditionally accept to, to pay all of this. I have no problem with any of this. I just need you to prove these various things and explain these various laws for me so I can get a better understanding as to how this is actually a valid thing. And a conditional acceptance is cool because you can put you can put everything in the kitchen sink in there. You can put this law, that law, this definition, and ask all these fucking questions, bro. And and they they get these fucking things and they go, holy Jesus! I they don't have a clue. They're like, this guy is so far beyond what we're doing. Just discharge all of it, and they just wipe the slate clean. So one of the things that you guys were talking about that kind of stood out to me uh, real quick is uh, you were talking about the different constitutions, Jeff Rowe. Right. right? Yeah. And uh, one of them was done during the Civil War. Do you ha- actually have that year? Do you have that on? Uh, well, because of it being bankruptcy, I think it takes time to, to file it or whatever, how this right. is graduated. Right. So it, it would give a year, uh, 1859 to 1863, the federal government files chapter 11 bankruptcy number two. Which um, makes complete sense to me whenever we talking about <laughs> whenever we talk about organizations as you know as the U.S. or United States. Yeah, they're all corporations. Right. Corporation, right? So I believe it was uh, during the Civil War, eighteen sixty four, sixty five, or eighteen sixty one when it started. Right? It was the same time they started, or the U.S. government acknowledged paper money, paper notes. Mm. So they're yeah, silver to start to get away from the gold standard. Then. Right, exactly. So it seemed huh. like every time, and, and you're absolutely, you know, to to what you're saying here, I'm just trying to connect the dots of every time that they change this, you know, corporation constitution or whatever, it's when they make these big changes. These you know, every giant time, leaps every time they go into like it's a chat- always the I mean, same game. They just bankrupt it and then they change the rules exactly. and they, they they push everything as far as they can during these bankruptcy. Re, re restructurings to what they really want, which is a one world government slavery bullshit, right? Exactly. But the thing, the the main thing they've always wanted to do is disconnect the the gold and silver coins from the the money because, but in 1971, there's even a website. Actually, you guys might find very interesting. It's it's WTF happened in 1971. 
You guys on a computer right now? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up on my phone. Everybody's got a computer in their pocket, right? Uh, WTF happened in 1971.com. And if you look at, uh, if you look at, it's just literally just this really simple, goofy looking website. It looks like it was made in the 90s. And it's just all these stats, 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 stats. And it shows massive, everything started changing and shifting very, 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 very massively and dramatically in 1971. 1971 was the final blow where they finally, finally, finally completely disconnected the precious metals from the money. Now, thanks, Nixon. What that did, what that did in 1971 is that was the point when anyone who knew how the system worked could create infinite money. Which is also whenever they had the feminine feminist movement, whenever they really empowered, quote unquote, empowered women to go out there and be, be, you know, get their own jobs. Because before it was more often than not, it was the man that went out and worked and had the jobs and the women stayed home. So now they saw a, a, a commodity again, right? They saw a commodity in a female person in the household well what they wanted to do was double the taxation exactly. they wanted to double you know the workforce exactly is money they didn't want single single family homes anymore or they single couldn't provide for your family as a single they were scammed right and so this was like the rockefeller agenda they talk about all the time which is funny that you said that this happened in 1933 because i believe it was rockefeller who at one point became head of the education system did he not and he said right. along Nelson. the lines that it was the most important job, even more important than the presidency, because what they were able to do was take a lot of this information out of the public school. So we didn't know any of this. Information. Well, we say it often. I say it often all the time on here is that the public school system is a complete fucking joke because it's it's only designed to enslave the future population. Yeah, it's designed to create really stupid people that are completely and utterly obedient to commands. And they're well, and they're slave. absolutely scared to death of rejection or bad grades or a low credit score. Right. And I have to be honest, you know, up until the discovery of my own awakening into some of these subject matters, you know, just five or 10 years ago, I was, I was in that group too. You know, I, I followed the, I towed the line just like everybody else. And that's one of the great things that I enjoyed talking to Mario because there was a period of time when I didn't, you know, when I started coming across some of this information, I I kept it to myself because I thought I was the only crazy nut out there. And, you know, going through this journey of of finding this new information with people like you, uh, Brandon, it's, it's me, fascinating that. Truthfully speaking, you thought I was a nut when I started coming to you with some of my theories and yeah. some of the ideas that I said, no, wait a minute, this none of this shit makes sense whatsoever. You got to, you know, maybe think outside of the box that <laughs> yeah. you were put into. Yeah. The the really simple, you know, I get this question a lot. Like, how do you, how do you talk about this shit? Because people try and they just, they just vomit everywhere and it's just crazy. And then they just feel like they fucked it all up or something, right? It was really really common. There's like not hardly anybody that can explain any of this shit very well. It really all starts, in my opinion, with the definition of the term United States. That's all I do. I Absolutely. just show someone I, I show someone the definition of the term United States. I show them uh, 28 USC 3002 subsection 15 definition A, a federal corporation. 
and I show them uh, UCC 9-307 se- se- subsection H, which is location of the United States. The United States is located in the District of Columbia. I show them those two things and I just I shut the fuck up and I just look at them. And if they look at me like, what the fuck? Holy fuck. Holy Jesus. Usually that's you can crack them open. That's how easy it is, right? If they see that and they're like, whoa, and they just start making lots of excuses and shit, which is what a lot of people do. It's like a it's like a it's like a defense mechanism. They start they start just vomiting all these insane excuses for why it's worded that way. Or I it's so funny. Everyone has some different things. Some people are like, oh, uh, UCC 9-307H. They're talking about the, the the United States government. I was like, no, read it again. It doesn't say anything about the government. It says United States is located in the District of Columbia. There's no way to mince that. And I'll just call them out right in their face. I'll say, you are, you are emotionally defending uh, yourself and you are altering what the the text says here because you are absolutely terrified and and sometimes you can crack someone by doing that you can't make them wrong you just you just you just say it as a matter of fact it's just extremely right. matter of fact right and and if you can crack them that's usually how I crack people uh if you can't crack them I don't I don't bother wasting my time right yeah, they, because they're, they're not ready to receive the information. I just, I just put them on the chopping block. I take one, I take one or two swings. If if they don't crack, I just walk away. You can't help somebody who finds bliss and ignorance. And a well, lot of times, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can plant that seed. Right, exactly. That seed, like like Nancy Kramer, she planted she planted that seed in me two years in advance. Yeah, but you took it upon yourself to allow <laughs> the light to shine onto it. Also, well, yeah, two years later, I mean, but it still happened. It still happened. My point is, is that you you plant that little seed, you show them the definition of the United States, and then you just walk away. And then God knows, two years, three years, one year, you never know. Yeah. But to try to to try to to try to force open the door, and the other person is trying to keep it closed with all their might. I don't usually get into that shit anymore. No, you can make it far worse. The yeah. only thing I do, the only thing I do, is if somebody's really really hostile and they want to fucking challenge me, come on my show. I'd love to have you. And they never, ever take me up on it because they know they're fucked in the head. So it's, it's really, really simple. And if they did come on my show, I would, I would, it would be the most, uh, uh, friendliest and, and finessing, but yet the most emotionally violent thing anyone's ever seen in their entire life. I would butcher them on screen, but I would do it with a smile and, and they would never know what hit them and they'd come out the other end and they would be just a bloody mass of flesh but I wouldn't do it in a way where I'm like mean about it. It would just be this very, very calm, very collected, asking questions, showing various things, and then just watching them just completely shut down live. Everybody's a virgin at some point in their life. And the first time they have sex, it's not always the greatest experience, right? Yeah. So, you know, even even if I did butcher someone live, uh, frankly, I'd be doing them a favor because they'd walk away questioning a lot of things you know what i mean and and they'd probably wind up looking at some of this very privately by themselves they wouldn't want me or anybody else knowing that i cracked them you know uh but but that's how you crack people it's a good thing to crack people i mean i i think you know i think it's a it's a beautiful skill to have i mean it's a when you can crack people i mean that's that's the only way we're going to have an america we're not going to have an america 
And that's what we do here on, you know, that's the whole reason for having the podcast. Whenever we started a podcast, um, I remember my you know, the, the first episode I did by myself was on COVID-19 at the height of the the uh, quote unquote pandemic, as I'll say. I don't know if you listen to any of those episodes. Good luck if you do. Um, but I wasn't I was one of those people that was just I was very reserved from being. And I always have been, but especially on this topic, I was extremely reserved uh, from being believing what I was told, you know, through the news medias and things like that, because so, so many things just did not add up to me. So I started to dig. And when I started to dig, I got Jeffro here involved and we started to dig together and it, le- it led into many other things, um, you know, very many of different ramps or rants, you know, one with my... <laughs> my my brother-in-law being inoculated and and passing away from oh, uh, myocarditis. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's it was something, and he was young too. He was in his. Uh, they're believe- they're 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 fucking this up so bad because they they had this. You know what what uh, David Ike, who who I find some of the things that he says very very interesting, and some of the uh, stuff reference not a lot so here. I think he's a great dude. I think he has a good intention. I think he's 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 held on through some of the hardest times saying a lot of the shit in the 90s. He talked about all the shit I'm talking about in like the 90s. I mean, he was way ahead of the the curve in terms of people being able to listen to any of this shit. I'm like right on. I'm like riding the perfect wave. Like I my timing on this whole thing is perfect, right? 20 years ago, nobody because the thing is that they had the totalitarian tiptoe going so perfect man they had this thing locked down and everyone was all into it and it was just so perfect and they just tiptoed this thing and they 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 were on target everything was was going to be beautiful and i think had they not done COVID 19 i think i think they uh, the success chances of them getting to where they wanted to go is pretty high i mean they, they just everyone was asleep well, yeah, I, I agree. We said that here that yeah. that gave people a chance to disconnect from their jobs and actually right. start questioning things and going online and searching, you know, different aspects of what was going on and, and it allowed them to have, you know, free access to information that maybe they would have never been exposed to before because they were so busy trying to provide for their families. Yeah. And plus the 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 COVID thing. And then at first it was like, Oh no, like like you know, people under this certain age are not going to have vaccines, and then they inch that lower and lower and lower. But they they just they 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 did all this so fast. They 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 pushed the gas pedal down all the way to the floor as hard as they could, as fast as they could on everything. And 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 the totalitarian tiptoe became became a twelve hundred horsepower pedal to the metal, uh, smoke flying everywhere, fucking you know, and that's in my opinion, why everybody started waking up and asking questions, all relative. When you, when you right. do totalitarian tiptoe over a hundred years, not a fucking soul ask a question, but when you, when you, when you crank the fucking, uh, 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 space shuttle at, at, at 14 million horsepower all the way down and there's flames, uh, 14 miles long shooting at the bottom and there's fucking smoke that you can see, you know, 40 miles away. And, and there's it's loud as fuck. It's like explosions everywhere. People are like, well, hold on a second there, buddy. Like, you know, even if they're who knows, they could be the most asleep fucking people in the world. And, and they're 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 starting to ask questions about something. All right. Yeah, they, they had never been challenged. So they thought they were untouchable. They're like, oh, OK, well, you know, 
over the and last plus, hundred years. All no this one's... stuff, yeah, and all this stuff directly affected them and their families. And that's when people start fucking asking questions too. When it affects you and your money and your family and your health and your family's health, now all of a sudden everybody starts asking questions. Definitely. So all right, Brandon. Well, I think we we are gonna wrap this one up here. Um you know, again, we'd love to have you on again. Maybe you'd have some further discussions. I know Jeffro and I are, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're leaning very close toward uh, becoming detached from the corporation as well. We've been doing our research uh, and I want to thank you for coming on and uh, answering some questions for us. I'm sure a lot of, again, a lot of our listeners at some point are going to have more questions as well. And uh, Jeffro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- like I said, this this was so crazy that this came about the way it did. And I, I personally want to thank you because you've been able to make things digestible. And I hope you'd be willing to come back at a future date because once people start diving into this material, we have a really good following on one of the discords that we have. And they, they have questions that I couldn't even think of right now. So, I mean, you know, later on, months later from now, I'm sure we can have a much more in-depth conversation where we're not kind of tiptoeing around. There's always going to be more questions. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to just tell all your peeps and you can tell all your peeps and you're going to see as you go through the course, the course is fucking huge. And, and it starts off at the very top because the top is actually where it's the most simple. And then it, and then I go down, 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 down into more of the complex stuff. That's actually less important. Right. But like the trust law and all the stuff that you've already seen in the first few videos, uh, the, the course is designed to take someone who doesn't know literally a fucking thing about anything. They could be wearing a mask, getting jabs, paying taxes. They could start my course. By the end, they're going to be uh, painting their face like fucking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and building their first fucking AR-15. Okay. So the whole, the whole point of the course is it's long as fuck. Yes, it's 39 days. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things and how much work I've had to put in to figure all this out, I, I condensed, it's like eight months nonstop of work into 39 days at an hour a day. I, I, th- I think that's pretty good. Uh, by the time you, you get to the course, you're, you're not really going to have a whole lot of questions. You're pretty much already going to be off to the races, starting discharge and debt and getting your passport done and sending shit to the IRS to revoke your election to be treated as though you're a resident alien, giving your employer your WABEN. You're not going to be paying any fucking taxes. You're not going to be paying any fucking sales tax. Like one for one, pretty much everyone who does the course and finishes it, they're like, they're like fucking rushing these, these agencies, bro. It's awesome. So, uh, the, the the questions I I say I I would prefer just just hit the course actually now that I think about it and by the end because I'll tell you what the people who finish the course they have some really really interesting questions and it like blows my mind uh the kind of questions they ask and it like really takes me to the next level uh at that point because they have really intelligent wild interesting questions that just make me think a lot and stuff but on the lower levels. It's all the same bullshit questions, really. Not bullshit questions, but it's all the same. It's all the same stuff. And and it's all, you know, by the end of the course, you're you're like you're like on the 80th, 80th floor of the of the skyscraper and you just come out like guns blazing. It's pretty cool. So um, and then I'm going to have the advanced course. That's going to be like totally fucking insane. That's going to be like 
the whole goddamn system is just your little bitch, literally. Um, so, so I don't mind answering a lot of questions, but, but I see a lot of things like Christopher Hauser and stuff like that. They, they do a lot of these Q and a sessions and it just falls into this like horrific oblivion of these like super low level, really stupid questions that it just destroys everything. It's totally destroyed Chris Hauser's entire platform by doing those stupid Q and A's like beating a dead horse. So to speak awful. They're awful. And he he even said it. He's like, this is awful. This is totally fucked. Like, I don't even know what happened. Like, yeah, some of his videos, he talks about how people were just calling his house and showing up and doing some crazy shit. And I'm thinking, yeah, this, this can get off the rails real fast. Everybody wants free shit. And they don't want to fucking read anything. And they want you to hold their dick and jerk them off and finger their asshole. So, well, like, you know, act like the kings we are, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is that that's kind of the whole point. Like, I don't just teach you how to not pay taxes. I teach you like 18 different angles of exactly how this all works. And by the end, like, I don't need to tell you shit. You've already got it all figured out, you know. So I teach you how to fill out some of the forms and stuff because you kind of need to do that. But uh, it's just so many different things and so many different angles and so many different this. and, And I'm trying to develop a true uh emotional mental standing as a sovereign in the people who do the course because that's the only way we're going to solve the issues that we are faced with in this country as well as the other countries so uh uh if there was a way to just get people fed into the course that'd be great uh you know, just so that way there's full transparency on anyone listening to this. I don't charge anything. I don't ask for anything. I don't care if you pay me. I could give a fuck less. If you want to contribute, you can share the course. I don't even have any advertising anywhere in the course. I will not place advertising in the course. I could care the fuck less, honestly. Um, so yeah, by the end, uh, you're going to be you're going to be fired up and then and then what's cool is by the end we have all these different little groups and stuff popping up and all these different things that are happening and uh i learn on the back end cuz people bring me all this crazy ass shit and i'm like holy fuck this is awesome we have a whole a whole group that's trying to figure out how to discharge mortgages but th- it's cool cuz these groups these little subgroups all these little subgroups that are popping up they're they're in communication with me and they come to me with like big problems and stuff they have it but man they are like cracking this shit not like cracking it in a way where they can just like sew up the the little loophole, you know, which I've found a few of those. No, no, like these fucking groups are, are permanently cracking this shit. Like it's done. Like like in the next probably four months, we're gonna have it so far down the rabbit hole cracked that every goddamn mortgage in this whole country is gonna be gone. Sounds like a beautiful world. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's big. It's really, really big. And, um, it's really exciting. And, and with all the people learning about how voting doesn't mean shit and how everything's fucked and what am I going to do about it? And how am I going to protect my family? I mean, that's why everyone's moving into this. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for your time and, uh, you know, sharing with everyone, you know, your course and everything. Uh, you know, for all of our listeners, you know, 
definitely if you if you get through this podcast you want to check it out go check out uh, his course he said again it's it's free right brandon it's completely free totally free totally free i i only the only reason why i even ask your fucking name when you sign up is because i have it to where uh to combat spam filters i have it put your name in the emails and stuff like that to try to help get the emails to your actual inbox rather than into your spam box that's it i don't even really care beyond that um <clears throat> so uh a lot of the emails do go into spam though because it's like hundreds of thousands of emails getting sent all the time like every month so um check your spam check your junk folders and stuff if you sign up if you don't see the emails within a few hours and then the each each day it automatically sends you the next day's video at the same time so if you signed up at 602 p.m the next day at 6.02, 6.03 p.m., it'll send you the next video and so on. Fair enough. And uh, Brandon, our our email is uh, conspiracy machine podcast at Gmail. Conspiracy machine podcast at Gmail. Okay, good. All lowercase, all one word, just conspiracy machine podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I get this up on the, what we, what we have is, you know, different platforms to listen to our podcast. We have our, our own, our own website, um, you know, Spotify, Pandora, uh, what is it? Apple's, you know, the Apple, uh, Stitcher, Dozer, everything. I like, we're everywhere. Um, but I yeah, definitely I'll, I'll get you some, uh, some of those uh, just um, so that I have your email, send me, you know, maybe send me something and I'll just email you back with all those links to this, this uh, podcast with you on it. And you could share it if you like, or, or do whatever the hell you want. You're, you're your own King. Right. So yeah, uh, I'll definitely, I have about a 12,000 people on my email list. Very, I clean the fuck out of that thing all the time too. So it's like a really solid 12,000. Uh, I will blast this out to everybody and then i have a, a really really active social media stuff so i'll 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 definitely be sharing this and then i'll put it on my podcast page on my website as well well we thank you very much we'll be thank doing the much. same as well so uh until then jeff Rowe. until then mario that's our sign off brandon as we say until then i love it <laughs> all right well until then until then